0: And welcome to Us Weirdos Have to Stick Together, the show where a couple of weirdos talk all about an infinity train. My name is Nobody, and I'm joined by the most wanted criminal on the podcast car, it's Vivian. How are you today, Vivian?
1: Uh, I'm still just really fucking waiting for Twitter to blow up after the last couple of days, huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, aren't we all?
1: Yep. <sighs> but, uh, <laughs> look, I, I, for a while there, I had uh de- disabled the extension that makes it look like old like 2015 Twitter. I put I it back. <laughs> huh. It takes a while to get used to again. It was just because like there was some functionality of it that wasn't working properly, but it's like I'd rather have it just actually study Twitter and not be a nightmare bullshit factory as much as it is these days <laughs> compared to this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <'Cause>, oh boy, <laughs> it's uh yeah. It sucks, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's. Listen, we live in a nightmare world where any random billionaire can buy the most popular public forum in the world. Mm-hmm. It's it's bad. Yep,
1: and then basically just fucking uh. into the dirt.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: But it's going to be the everything platform. I cannot wait to get Twitter my bank access. Yeah, are you
1: so excited to deal with uh, bank account stuff when it's like people have already joked about this, but it's inevitable to happen that, like, if you don't fucking, like, bend the knee to this guy and, like, praise him every day on the hour, every hour, he can just hold your uh, funds to ransom? (laughs) Mm -hmm. He's already doing that with a bunch of advertisers basically being like, oh, yeah, if you want your, like, verified, like, brand account to maintain verified in a brand account, you should be paying, uh, like a thousand dollars in the last, I think it was month or six thousand in the last half a month. Yeah, 30 it. days. Yeah, and it's like, Jesus fucking Christ, you're just uh, you're just really trying to just fucking uh, get, like it's basically like the fucking micro tra- uh, Michael, uh, I almost said micro transactions. <laughs> Mic- <laughs> microtransactions that we saw so much just become a thing in, like, video games since, like, last gen, <laughs> basically. Just charging for everything little thing, a little thing. When it's like, yeah, it, it, at least I can, uh, you know, laugh at the fact that he's lost so much money on this, even more so than he did when he first bought it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like what was it? Yeah, like the re? There's that at the least. The rebrand has like a value of like what four billion compared to the forty four that mm-hmm. he paid for it.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah.
1: Turns out when you killed the like the one thing about the brand that was still going for it, which was the brand itself. Turns out it ain't worth shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like, the thing is, is that companies desperately, desperately, desperately want people to adopt their lingo the way we did mm-hmm. for Twitter, saying tweets and retweets, and it's so, so desperately a thing that companies want. Yeah, and he just threw that all away. Mm-hmm he bought it and then he threw it away like
1: yep, sure did.
0: if anyone had any faith in this guy as a businessman this should kill it oh there's still there's still how... tons
1: of people who still have other faith in him and because of course they're going to like you know they'd be applauding him even if like he fucking uh like jumped off a cliff and splattered on the ground they'd be going oh excellent move sir <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, to be fair, if he did that, we'd probably be applauding him. Well, but... yeah,
1: no, yeah, obviously. <laughs> <It's> like was <over laughs> like, "God damn it, Desantis didn't get hurt in that car wreck," and meanwhile, people like you should feel bad for him. And it's like, no, actually, because he literally wants people like us dead. His politics uh-huh. and himself literally want us dead. Why should we feel pity for him ever?
0: Yeah, but we've had what three millionaires dead in the past month. It's a start. Yeah,
1: like, well, you know, we could be doing better though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no, there absolutely we are we could be doing better, but it's hard to after the submarine it's hard to get a streak like that again, you
2: know what yeah I mean?
1: true that was five in one go basically
2: hmm mm mhm-, mm's
1: like that's like the fucking uh you know getting like that's like uh the days of playing Halo three being like I need to get an overkill in order to actually get this one armor piece unlocked, and it's like. It's fucking impossible, because it's like, well, unless you're coordinating with other people, it's hard to get four kills in a row within four seconds of each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad they at least, like, took that away in, like, forever Halo games. Until now, recently, where it's like, now all the armor pieces are behind the battle pass. <laughs> so, yay. Thanks, thanks 343 Industries. <laughs> yeah. It used to be so much, it used to actually be a decent system in Halo Reach. You had to get to like a certain rank with your character and still have like the. I think there was like a credit system that you earned in game that you couldn't pay for like with real money or anything that you used to unlock new pieces. And like other like little. Yeah. Like, there were like little like uh, accessories for like the different helmets and stuff that you could add on that was like I think some of it was tied to like achievements but they weren't like multiplayer ones. Because they realized maybe we shouldn't tie stuff to multiplayer achievements. That's bad. Yeah. Especially if the multiplayer dies one day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying that like between the submarine millionaires and the three other millionaires that I'm aware of dying mm-hmm. recently, uh I don't remember where I read it, but I believe that there are about twenty seven thousand or two thousand seven hundred millionaires on the planet total, counting billionaires. So we're looking at a knockoff rate of 03 percent. We could really up these numbers, but at least we're moving the needle. You know what yeah, I mean? There,
1: there's progress, even if that progress could be doing better at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, hey, I don't the... know
0: when I was giving out people's addresses on this show. I should stop <laughs> doing that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's always the thing where it's like, you know, Gordon, you always have people being like, you shouldn't wish ill will on people, and it's like, well, maybe they shouldn't go ahead and decide to continue to fuck over the world. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. again, that whole like you know we should maybe we should have a system in place that we're not literally hoping for people to die in order to free us from their uh, abuse, bullshit, and abuse.
0: Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is stop killing the planet. And yeah, stop. yeah. during well, that's probably not
1: true. Well, it would be bad, and also try to stop literally killing other people who are not cis white people. Yes,
0: exactly. <laughs> stop killing the planet is a great first step, mm-hmm. but we won't stop pushing death on you just for that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Like you kind of have to stop uh, killing the planet, and also everybody who's not a white person too. <laughs> if you can't yeah. do that, then too bad. Then, mm-hmm.
0: uh-huh. Yeah, and you know, pay your workers.
1: Also, that yeah, we should we should. Pro- I mean, I know we're gonna like do that as like a little like one off thing for the next episode, but we should probably also just say right here. Yeah, obviously we do support the strikers and everything. We we did we yeah. did our research and we actually reached out to the um, whatever. to figure out if we can still do the recap podcast in order to not violate this. I don't
0: know if we super need to touch on that here, because as of, like, they will have heard this eight weeks ago, because I recorded a thing for that episode. Yeah, you know,
1: I'm just saying, I just want to get it out there (laughs) on the next episode, rather than just just recording an extra thing to throw in front of one that we recorded in, like, what, May at this point? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, Yeah, no, it's, um... Strike is ongoing as of this recording, so... Yeah, pay your workers. Yep. (laughs) And, uh, you know what? My homework for next week, find out David Zaslav's address.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It does still feel very weird to be covering a show that, like, as we well remember, uh, they already tried to kill off once before...
0: I mean, they did. It's they did. True, like...
1: true, true. I mean, well, I meant more like they tried to like purge it from the internet, rather than just they canceled it because we know they canceled those other five, se- four seasons. Basically, that's what
0: I'm saying. They did that. Yeah,
1: they did both.
0: <laughs> it's it's. <laughs> That's a big part of the reason that I feel okay still doing the show right now is because we literally cannot drive traffic to the platform. It does not exist.
1: Well, we could drive uh, traffic to uh, a different website that lets people watch them without giving HBO or Netflix or people like that money.
2: Yeah, Uh, pirate it.
1: Yeah, uh, at at me. I know a site, guys.
0: I think either one of us could probably help you with that. Yeah,
1: considering... I think
0: we each have our own unique ways of pirating things. Considering
1: how I was like, oh, there's an idea we could do for another movie, but I would have to actually find a copy because it's not on the site I use, and then like within two minutes, you sent me a link. (laughs) I'm like, here it is. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay.
0: listen i'm not gonna get into my entire journey but i learned how to pirate stuff when i was 13 so i've been doing this yeah.
1: a while <laughs> i mean i know how to find stuff like roms and why not that's how like i mean i basically have played like all like the 3ds and ds games that i've had on the, mm-hmm. the Patreon and everything because it's like like hell i'm gonna pay 300 dollars for somebody in my the console that's no longer actually accessible to the internet <laughs> to actually of <downloading> that stuff <laughs>
0: Okay, but have you ever installed a digital uh, DVD drive onto your computer so you can trick it into thinking that you have the disc for a game that you don't have? No,
1: I just I just download uh, an emulator on a ROM, <laughs> and figure out a way to like make it actually register that I have a Nintendo Switch controller plugged in to finally be able to actually have proper controls for Xenogears because like hell I want to <laughs> try to control that with a D pad. <laughs> Which is how it was intended to be played, because, again, the original uh, PS1 controller didn't have a D-pad at all. Or, I uh, didn't have a control stick at all. It's just a D-pad, so that's how the default controls for Xenon Gears are. And it's bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, pirating modern PC games is fun, because you have to trick your computer into thinking that you have a disc sometimes. <laughs> yep.
1: I will say no more on the air, because this is a public show, so... um, (laughs) Meanwhile, it's like, for the most part, like, especially with... It's kind of funny that you say that when it's like, if you're coming to PC games, there's no physical disc for PC games anymore.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. It's still a little bit sad to remember that. It's like, oh yeah, like, computers just don't come with disc drives anymore. kind of sucks.
0: You know, Marvel... Disney Marvel is releasing a steelbook edition of WandaVision. Uh-huh. Yep, that's that's which exactly what I, I would normally too. mention because it's promoting it technically, but mm-hmm. it's bad. Yep. It it's so it it doesn't it doesn't have the thing. Yeah. In it. you can't it's, sell it's the thing if case. you're not giving people yeah. the thing.
1: The fucking case <laughs> ah. it doesn't even have this in it. It just has a
0: code. <laughs> but yeah, so like it's. Media is in a very bad state right now. It sure uh, steal it. Yeah.
1: Fucking take it.
0: Steal it and then send money directly to the creators. Cut the middleman out.
1: Yeah. Listen to Dana Terrace back when, like, the Don't Say Gay Bill stuff was happening. Just fucking pirate that shit. <laughs> so it's kind of a baller move, because at that point again, she was like, I don't give a fuck. They've already basically killed off my show, preemptively. Why the fuck should I care? Mm-hmm. It's not like they're going to cancel it more.
0: huh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, obviously, I think we feel very strongly about this. Yeah. Um, I don't think the audience will be very surprised at all to hear no, this. No, I, I feel but, like we could. You know. I feel like
1: we probably could have coasted by on not saying anything, and most people listening to us at this point would know <laughs> what side we're on. <laughs> but yeah, at the same sure. time, it's fun to bitch and moan about shitty people like Bob Iger. <laughs> cause why not? Well,
0: that. But also, I do feel some level of responsibility because, like, yeah. A lot of rewatch podcasts are having to stop their production for the sake of this, right? Yeah. And since we are still going, since we are still on the air, I do feel like we have an obligation to use that yeah, platform. Yeah, to, you know to, to at mean? least
1: acknowledge it in China Illinois, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, it's just very, like... Yeah, because I know, like, <laughs> most
1: of them that I've seen in particular are ones like, you know, like, uh, what's called uh, totally Reprise covering Columbo and, like, uh, Austin Walker's Little Star Wars podcast where it's like they can't continue because a lot of them are like these are actually like live action, like people who do live action stuff that's still Mm -hmm. ongoing. So it's like, well, like basically, like that whole thing is like, well, you can't do Star Wars Rebels because it's technically promoting Ahsoka. And it's also still bad that they didn't fire that fucking turf from Ahsoka. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. (sighs) (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Way to take the first new thing that's been actually interesting in Star Wars for the past, I want to say, like, 20 years and turn it into a turf, huh?
1: Yep. I mean, it's like, I even just think about that, like, with Mando. I was thinking of that earlier, where it's like, wow, I used to be so excited about Mando, and it's like, I have not given a fuck about Mando ever since Luke Skywalker showed up. <laughs> mhm. It's like, there's there's more than, like, one fucking family of space wizards in this entire fucking galaxy. You could have just had any random person show up to be like, I'll take that kid. <laughs> But no, it has to be fucking Luke Skywalker, because it's a fucking course it does, and then you have to watch this other unrelated, like, technically unrelated show in order to actually know what's going on before Mando Season 3 even takes place.
0: Okay, well, I think I need to cut you off here, because even though you're complaining, this is still technically promoting the show, true. So true, let's, true. let's skip yeah, that.
1: Yeah, fuck Book <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, uh, Disney as a whole, I would say. Yeah,
1: fuck Disney as a whole. Which is also again still weird, because it's like, we start with Owl House, and it's like, that's Disney thing. But, you know. Listen,
0: sometimes when the giant gets big enough, uh, bacteria can grow that is beneficial, too. (laughs) True.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like, Disney has one thing in, like, the last decade that actually interested me in particular. (laughs) I guess two, because I also did like Amphibia, even if I haven't been as fond of Amphibia compared to Owl House.
0: Yeah, well, at any rate, um, I think we need to scoot past this for now, but yeah, yeah. We, we're, we're still on the train, and we're figuring out what we're going to do next, because after this, we've only got two more Infinity Train episodes, and mm-hmm. uh, who knows, because we do have to confirm, we've been talking about some other stuff, but we might not be able to move into it on account of struck work. So. Yeah,
1: like, the, the major things we've been thinking of might actually conflict, like, we might have to reach out again. Uh,
0: exactly, to, yeah, exactly just to be
1: like hey maybe, maybe actually i should think about doing that ahead of time like we have these other ideas do any of these technically have like some association with it that we would like not be able to do this in good grace of like the strikers yeah for sure yeah uh i mean we can always just like try to do like an hour of shooting the shit or something like that if we need to <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i mean we've, we've got some ideas we'll figure yeah. it out but for the moment uh we're still rolling mm-hmm. um do you have anything you'd else you'd like to talk about uh, from this week
1: well i mean since uh last time uh pikmin 4 properly released i know i mentioned it before on uh a few weeks yeah. ago because i was playing the demo but like uh it's funny that i'm like oh yeah i already saw credits and meanwhile i'm like i know people are like i 100% this game because of course it's like it's like in that cut of like uh nintendo games where it's like well, you see, when you see the credits. This is when the real game actually happens. <laughs> it's like, oh you saw credits? Well, good good job. You beat like a third of the game. <laughs> Basically. Because it's like of course it's like, oh well, there's more stuff to do, which as I understand that how they've like, uh I, I don't want to say that I wanna say that I know that's how they did it with Pikmin 2 and 3 as well, even though I didn't play three. Where it's like, yeah, once you think you finished the game, guess what, fuckers? There's more stuff. Basically always related to a certain character in particular who sucks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh it's cute it's not hard at all like pikmin's not really been difficult since pikmin 2 and but that was also because pikmin 2 was just like unfairly difficult because like most of that game is in the underground dungeons that suck because they're randomly generated so things can just have no rhyme or reason to why they're placed there there's just insta-kill death traps that show up just to wipe you out there's a bunch of crap where it's like well these enemies are Would be tough, but purple Pikmin trivialized them because purple Pikmin are just super strong and can carry more stuff, but also it's a (laughs) fucking hassle to get them because in that game, white and purples you can only get a little bit of by basically throwing other Pikmin into a flower that turned them into those colors. They had no, like, onions, so you can, like, uh, harvest more, basically, like the other ones. And to my understanding, even though they brought back, like, all the Pikmin types in this one, uh, (laughs) you can actually get white and purple onions later on in, like, the. Essentially, the post game. It's weird to say post game because it's like, well, the game still gets used after credits, but still. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, it is weird because it's like in the main game, I only found the onions for like the the main three plus the ice Pikmin. I didn't find any for the rock winged or purpler uh whites. And there's. There's a weird mechanic in this where it's like, this game technically introduced two different kinds of Pikmin because they introduced the ice and then ghost Pikmin, but ghost Pikmin are only in the night missions, and the night missions kind of suck, honestly. (laughs) Like,
0: Sorry, hold up. Did you say there's ghosts now? Do I have to buy this game? uh,
1: Well, that's the thing, though. The (laughs) The ghost Pikmin are only used at the night missions, or you can use... Basically, whenever you complete the night missions, based on how many you had made during that night, you get seeds for them that you can use in more night missions or in the caves. And I've had zero reason to use them in the caves, because, like, they brought the caves back. The caves were absent from 3, but the caves, they, like, actually, like, made us, like, a structured thing with, like, here's a set layout, so they actually make sense. So, like, the caves are way better in 4 than in 2. But, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they are, like, they are, like uh, creepy little ghost guys. They are cool. But, like, the night missions also just suck, kind of. <laughs> because, like, <laughs> it's basically, like more or less kind of a, like, tower defense kind of thing, of, like, I survive the night, which only lasts, like, eight minutes, maybe, at most, or you can wipe out all the enemies on the map, of which there's not a whole lot, which is usually how they end. And it's, like, basically, if you right. defend this thing for the entire night, you get, like, a special juice thing that you use to, like, help people who get turned into flower people. Because <laughs> that's part of this whole thing, too, of, like, it's, like, not only is it just, like, your rescue guys in Olimar who got trapped on here, but also there's just, like, apparently, like, something like, uh, 60 fucking people who also came to this planet of their own accord, because bullshit reasons, and also got stranded there, which is... I mean, that is how
0: colonization works.
1: Uh, well, that's a thing, because, like, you remember how I brought up the ghost thing? The space ghosts, Mm-hmm. And so it's like, why do people keep coming to this planet think you ain't fucking stranded on it? <laughs> Like why would people not
0: Because there's cool ghosts there obviously
1: Yeah but all these people should be like Fuck PNF 404 this planet fucking sucks (laughs) Stop going there because everybody gets (laughs) Stranded there (laughs) And now they're getting turned into (laughs) fucking human plant hybrids (laughs) Which is bad times (laughs) So yeah like basically
2: (laughs) Well
0: I mean I know quite a few people Who would be very into that so
1: Fair but like usually like you find like a few Survivors that aren't like that but some Are turned into plants so basically you have to like uh, do the night missions to get the juice to save them. That's basically the only purpose the night missions had, at least in like that first part before credits. From what I've seen, I don't know. The night missions are just kind of dull. I, I don't like them as much. But the rest of the game is just pretty cute and fancy. It's 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 like probably actually the Switch game that looks the best of all Switch games, just from like a graphical standpoint, because they put a lot of effort into making that just look all nice and like just a nice little like <laughs> you know nature-y thing. It's got good water. hitting right. the Miiverse is dead, so people can't be like, wow, look at this sick water. <laughs> people <laughs> love the water in video games. <laughs> yeah, it's, like I said, it's it's definitely not hard. Like, the fact that they don't have a time limit, and really, the time limit only mattered in Pikmin 1, because it's like, you had to get at least 25 of the 30 ship parts within 30 days, or all them would fucking die because the ship couldn't break atmosphere safely. But, like, in 2, the time limit didn't matter, even though you had to basically go back there to find treasure to pay off crippling debt for the company and in 3 it's like our entire planet's gonna fucking die go to here to the alien planet and find fruit to take, take the seeds back so we can grow them here and it's like that that planet has no time limit either <laughs> so it's like huh. I, I know in that one you still have to find at least one piece of fruit each day that you turn into juice to keep your characters going I don't know why it's juice it doesn't necessarily I guess they're having smoothies or something so it's like there's still like <laughs> you need to still have like X amount of fruit to get through the day each time basically <laughs> but it's like it wasn't as much of a imperative thing like this, compared to this where it's like, yeah, there's like something like 75 people stuck here on this planet. They'll all be fine. You can take as long as you want. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so it's like it's it's.
0: Well, sure. They built a settlement.
2: They, no, there isn't. There know, is no sort of displacing the. <laughs> there's there's
1: really no settlement. There's like a base camp that you land in with like the ship after you fix it. But it's like you're not really taking the ship out on missions. It's just you're taking like your little like pod everywhere while the ship sits there because it didn't have enough power to get off for a while. <laughs> So it's like they basically just like have like, yeah, this is like a ramshackle thing. We can't breathe the very deadly and dangerous oxygen here because this planet is basically just Earth sometime in the future. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess different continuity than Splatoon because it's still like a bad future where the Earth is fucked compared to Splatoon where that thing of rice squid people. This is still just like plants and stuff. <laughs> mammals.
0: It could be the same planet as Splatoon. Well, this one has I mammals mean, though. Just... Splatoon
1: doesn't have mammals, so there's fish people.
0: Yeah, but it's not like we've seen the whole world of Splatoon. Maybe that's just, like, where the oceans are. Maybe you go deep enough inlands, like, Pikmin takes place on top of Mount Everest. It's just thawed.
1: (laughs) I guess there's technically three mammals in Splatoon, but still. (laughs) Two are cats and one's a bad guy. (laughs) But yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's... It's again. It's like it's a goofy game. It's it's just funny. It's it's funny to see how many people are like, oh, I feel bad if I get one of my children die, you know, like killed and everything. Meanwhile, like I had a time where I accidentally had thirty Pikmin off somewhere else at the end of the day, and it's like you lost thirty Pikmin. Would you like to rewind the day? And like. I don't want to do that 30 days ever over, let's just say, fuck it, and just sign them to their huh. dust. <laughs> maybe me playing too many nose locks in recent years between playing Pikmin 1, 2, and now, because I skipped 3, maybe that's showing something about me. <laughs> where I'm like, eh. Ah. You know, that could be. <laughs> like, again, I didn't want to do the 30 days again. It was, annoying. it was an annoying day, and I was like, I don't care. Whatever, it's mostly yellows. I got, like, 200 yellows. It's fine.
0: <laughs> it's... It's parent fatigue. You're just tired of taking care of
2: all these children.
1: <laughs> Look, the children they the children might work uh, like might cooperate better if my commands than they didn't in uh, Pikmin One and Two, but they still are a little dumb at times. <laughs> like the dog will just grab stuff and try to take it to the base, and that's like, no, I need you for puzzles because like. That's one thing I really like about this, because like, I didn't like much in... Uh, I keep wanting to say Splatoon 2. I didn't like so much in Pikmin 2 that you had multiple characters, because like, I guess back then it was also I was younger, so I just couldn't wrap my head around like multitasking, because like, I'm not much of an RTS person. Pikmin is like a loose RTS, really. It's mm-hmm. not like you're base building or anything. You're just making these little guys and murdering things. But it's like... Right. I wasn't as big a fan into it with just doing that, so I basically didn't split the characters that much. But I do like in this one that they actually do good efforts to make your character and the dog be different. Because, like, your character is, like, can fit through, like, bars and stuff that the dog can't go through. And, like, you also, um, like, you basically can, like, make your Pikmin, like, surge ahead with, like, a front-end press so you don't have to keep throwing them all. You can't do that on the dog, and the dog also can't do that anyway because the Pikmin always ride on the dog if any of them are following it in particular. But, like, uh, the dog, and conversely, there's, like, a few pipes that the dog can only go into that you can't. So you have to, like, send the dog at times to do that. The dog can jump when you can't as well, so...
0: Ah, uh, the guiji principle?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Like, it it, it does actually play... <laughs> yeah, I never actually played Luigi's Mansion 3, but it does remind me of that, too, now that you say that. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, there's times where it's, like, puzzles only, like, your character can solve and others that the dog can solve. And so it's, like... <laughs> they both can still, like, in, like command Pikmin to do stuff and throw them and stuff, so it's, like, it at least makes me a little bit more uh, comfortable, I guess, with having to split them up, because it's, like, it's not like it's just, like, two carbon copies, even though sometimes it's, like, well, crap, I need a dog here, so I gotta move my character to do what the dog was doing and send the dog there. But at least, like, you can, like, switch on the fly who's doing what and, like, enter, open the map and just tell them, go to this location, and then switch back while the other walks automatically. It's still a little bit verbose, more than I would like, because it's like the characters that are just hanging out at your base camp, just watching you do stuff at times, just be like, oh, is there a thing you can do with this? Or it's like, oh no, you've got a Pikmin kill, and it's like, that's what they're here for, guys, (laughs) kind of deal with it. That's why you can make so many of them. Death and Pikmin don't really matter a whole lot, <laughs> but it's like they they don't shut up a lot of the time. And I guess because it's like, well, we want this to be accessible, so I understand that. I just wish that they like <laughs> added that as an option to like make it less verbose. But I do like that, like at least whenever you get a task done, it actually like brings a message, being like, oh, you built a bridge, or like your character got to the destination you told them to go to, and so you know, to actually switch back over to them. Yeah, it's it, it's very much like yeah, I do like that. Like I know people say Pikmin three was good, but I kind of like that I skipped it and basically spent. Oh God, when was Pikmin two released? Mm-hmm. I feel like that was like two thousand four. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, uh, Pikmin two, yeah, to April two thousand four. So I'm glad I basically spent like twenty years between Pikmin games, I guess, because I was like, yeah, I'm into playing, uh, playing a Pikmin game. Sure, this looks cute. <laughs> yeah. It's fun, not like I said, not at all difficult. But I think it's like I think uh, more like the end game stuff might ratchet it up a little bit in difficulty. But I think most people have said it's really not that hard comparatively. Well, I'm not shocked. Yeah, it's a goofy, it's a goofy little plant character. Yeah, it's a goofy little plant game. I don't imagine it gets really difficult. And again, like Pikmin two was only difficult because it was just full of bullshit and kills <laughs> Not even that it's like tough <laughs> to fight anything. And Pikmin 1 really wasn't either. I think it's just that, like, that game might feel a little bit rough just because it's an older game. Like, I think they, like, did a little bit with the re-releases in terms of the controls, but I think it's still very much that game where it still just functions a little bit differently because the physics are just a little different with the Pikmin.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Well,
0: um... You know, I don't think I have anything that I can actually talk about this week. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, you saw the Barbie movie. I went Barbie to movie. see Barbie. Yeah.
0: Yes, I did go to see Barbie. I, I did almost go and uh, see
1: Barbie yesterday. I just I kind of lost track of time, and then I was like, ah, it's a bit late, you know, I don't want to go.
0: <laughs> I enjoyed the experience of going to see Barbie. It was nice to be in a theater full of people who were genuinely excited to be there, and like dressed up and were doing the thing. It was nice to have that feeling of community around mm-hmm. a movie again, because I haven't experienced that in a long time.
1: Not, not even I will say
0: nothing about the movie itself, as it is a struck work, so...
1: <laughs> like, it wasn't even, like, uh, a case where it was, like, you didn't even have, like, a crowded theater with Spider-Man?
0: It's not about the theater being crowded, it's about community i guess yeah like
1: people people being like, there excited about it because like you like i've seen like multiple pictures of like people like dressing up and like just having a fun time with like being like i want to dress up for the barbie movie
0: <laughs> exactly yeah it, it's not about the film and it's not even just about people going to the film
2: yeah.
0: it's about people being genuinely excited to be there as a part of a group yeah. you know to to say I don't know anyone who's going to be in this theater, but this is a thing that we can be on board with together.
1: Yeah, like that kind of makes me think of like bad comparison point here. But like when I went to the midnight releases of the last two Turf Wizard books, because <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, everybody's here at the fucking it wasn't uh, and... it was the the Borders books reporters, where it's like, yeah, everybody's here because we want to read this book. And I'm still surprised I didn't have anybody like try to spoil any of those books, considering how many people I heard about like, spreading spoilers, especially with the sixth book at the midnight releases. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah, it it kind of sucks that, like you say, it is still struck work, and it's like, well, the strikes happened after, and it was like, basically, it's like, well, they're not going to delay this movie because of this, because of course they're not going <laughs> to... <laughs> I'm still so fucking it's fucking buck wild to see that list of like here's all the movies Mattel wants to do now, and it's like how do you make a fucking movie about Uno? <laughs>
0: I don't think we're gonna talk about that because again, struggle. Fair, <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like geez, that.
0: All we can say is that uh it looks bad. Yeah, that don't... that <laughs>
1: it's like you like you could release a movie that's just a standalone thing. You don't have to always do cinematic bullshit all the time. I thought people were getting fucking fed up with cinematic bullshit. It's like, haven't the last few Marvel things not been doing well either?
0: <laughs> not as well, but you have to understand it's a sliding scale, right? Yeah. Not as well for Marvel is still double or triple what other movies <laughs> That's make.
1: True, yeah. It's like, oh, sorry, they didn't make all of the money? They still made 75% of the money.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: um... Movies. Movies.
2: Um, Pikmin.
0: (laughs) I went to my job. (laughs) It it was not entertaining.
1: (laughs) I mean, what, what job really is when you get down to it
0: i'm sure there's some entertaining jobs out there at first I mean, yeah but then you get I a few guess. days in and yeah, it's,
1: it's like how everybody laughs at like the video of like that like the zookeeper trying to clean the pen with like the baby pandas or whatever and it's like oh that's funny but then i'm sure like in that person's position they're probably like get the fuck off me stop coming over here and grabbing onto my leg get like, a little shit <laughs> <laughs> like i want to do my fucking job <laughs> get out of here <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that happens enough times you're gonna get fed yeah. up even if it's the cutest thing in the world yeah like even
1: though we can like be, watch it and be like "Oh, how can you be angry and it's like I'm sure if that happens day in and day out you're gonna be like fucking fuck fuck stop it <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: this is why
0: pandas have so much trouble reproducing in captivity it's <laughs> just the overwhelming waves of rage coming
1: off <laughs> <as a keepers. laughs> yeah it's like oh the the zoo is just full of so many bad vibes <laughs> <laughs> it's just killing the panda sex um. mood.
0: <laughs> well speaking of bad vibes, <laughs> would you like to talk about a train?
1: I mean everywhere that the everywhere that these people go it's it's always kinda of full of bad vibes, huh? That truly is. Even in the car where people don't hate uh, Kez, it's not necessarily even full of decent vibes. <laughs> I think vibes, vibes. <laughs> eh,
0: either way. Yeah. Um my episode this week is book four, episode five, the Astro Q car. And we open in the baby puzzle car, which is the name of it. I looked it up. Which is just one of those it's like a cube with holes in it that you put the shape in the hole and that's sitting yeah, it, in the it, middle
1: it's, of It's the one car. of those things where it's like you would think that you know, you see the videos all the time of like people putting it in the other holes and like the other person's going like, No, what are you doing? You're fucking up Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you have to. You have it to, goes in the square hole. You have yes. to imagine they tried that at first, though, right? <laughs> like, unless it has like a disclaimer on it being like, "Look, if you fuck this up, you'll like a nerve gas will release and you'll die or something."
0: <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this car, especially, there's nothing going on in it, right? It's just the puzzle. Yeah. This seems like a really nice place to set up camp for the night without worrying about a monster. True, yeah.
1: <laughs> Or being in a train with denizens that want to kill you, like the pig baby car. <laughs> yeah. Cause so like I still have to, I still have to ask about that, cause it's like the train is designed to teach you moral lessons so that you can go back to like the real world and be a better person. But it also has trains that are designed to try to kill you and assimilate you as part of the ship, part of the crew, basically.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but you have to solve the car and get out if you want to make any kind of progress in your journey to the real
1: world. I guess it's like... Ca-
0: so just because it's trying to do that doesn't mean it's going to, because your job so, as a passenger so, is to solve it. So is
1: Cow Creamer basically Jigsaw being like, you need to survive a, th- a thing that might take your life so you appreciate your life more? <laughs> yes. God, that, that fucking Saw 10 poster looks so dumb. <laughs> I saw that, and people were like, it's like fu- the fucking bit where like Spongebob and Patrick are looking at Mr. Krabs' treasure map <laughs> with their eyes glued to the <laughs> map itself, <laughs> stretched out. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, Yi is basically just bullying Ryan through completing this puzzle, because since he's decided that Ryan is here to learn lessons, he's basically just constantly talking down to him about how much he doesn't know and how much he needs to grow as a person, and how they shouldn't check their numbers, because we wouldn't want to worry about that all the time. Uh, Meanwhile, Kez barfs up a bag of ketchup-flavored potato chips and then starts eating the chips, which is (laughs) just fascinating biology. Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, at least the bag is, like, sealed when she, like, corks it up. Yeah, no. It would have been way worse if the chip bag was already open.
0: (laughs) I'm fairly sure she's got, like, a a hammer space thing going on inside her stomach. Yeah. And it's when she eats stuff, she decides whether it's getting eaten or goes into the storage bag. Yeah, it's like Kirby.
1: Like, Kirby doesn't, like, inhale the, uh, the frying pan and eat it to get its power. He's just copying it. Because he still pulls the frying pan yeah. out. But he can still <laughs> eat food like normal. I mean, as far as Kirby eats food normal, which is still just inhaling in one go <laughs> and never being satisfied. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, um,
0: so they leave the car, and as they do, Kez notes that the boys don't really seem to be having any kind of fun, and Mingi seems a lot more smug, and Ryan mostly blames this on hunger, so that's interesting. I don't he seems to be even now he's like trying to save face for mingy so that's nice i guess yeah i feel like he should stand up for himself but it's eh.
1: interesting how like in like the first episode with this i was like oh ryan kind of sucks because he's flirting with people that he shouldn't flirt with like a cat and meanwhile (laughs) since then i'm like oh i see no mingy is the one who sucks not ryan (laughs) yep (laughs) (laughs) mingy thought he learned one lesson and it has just been rubbing it in Ryan's face the entire fucking time. And it's like, oh, my guy, you kind of suck. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were supposed to be, yeah. the, be the responsible one here. <laughs> <laughs> so they uh,
0: they enter the next car and they find a bunch of, I call them astronauts repeatedly, but they're really, we see them in spacesuits we don't ever actually see. They're crewmates.
1: <laughs> They're sus. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh,
0: Astronauts is maybe not the right word, because we don't know if they've ever actually been to space. That might just be the fashion, but whatever. It's the word
1: I, I use. wonder... Hang on, I'm um, going to look up the Astro-Q card and see what it, what it calls them. Uh, this Astro-Q <laughs> wonder, it just says astro denizens.
2: Wonderful. Astro-Q
1: denizens are a group of astronauts who occupy the Astro-Q card, and that's the end of that entire entry. <laughs> So it calls them Uh, astronauts, so... I I think we can call them astronauts, because, like, they do look like they're in, like, astronaut suits.
0: They do, I just, like, being in the suit is not... You have to go to space to be an astronaut, is the thing.
1: Well, this, like, club (laughs) that they're queued up for is technically on, like, an asteroid or something. That's in space. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, but if they come from there, then they didn't... (laughs) I guess. Like, we're not astronauts because we're on Earth, and Earth is in space.
1: Yeah, because Earth has an atmosphere. This, this, uh, I mean, actually, wait, I was about to say this uh, asteroid or whatever doesn't, but like Mingi and Ryan and Kez have no problem mm-hmm. breathing. Yeah, so maybe, it so maybe, has it, an atmosphere. maybe it has an atmosphere, and these guys are just deciding to wear their helmets. <laughs>
0: Uh, regardless, all of these astronauts are just standing in a very long line. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. There's like green portals set up here and there, which the line pops in and out of kind of all over the place. Eventually, this leads to a spacey tower, which is in the middle. And of course, it is also where Kez's friends are. Um, Ryan interprets the fact that Kez has friends in there as instant permission to go in. But Minky insists that it, Super isn't that, because Kez is pretty liberal with the word friend. Mm -hmm. I guess he is taking his, um, that other episode where he was like, oh, Kez just talks weird and I understand her, but no one else does. I think he's just abusing that. Yeah, in don't
1: do it this season, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe they can, like, learn something from waiting in line. So, we also get a look at his hand, and uh, the number is back up to 202. It was down to 180, so mm-hmm. clearly being a patronizing jerk all the time is bad for them. That's the thing, though. Um, <laughs> I've
1: also noticed that Ryan's is back at 202 at some point. In, I forget if it was this episode or the next one, but it's also gone back up. To...
0: Yeah, because their numbers are linked. They both go up and down together. Oh, okay.
1: I thought that there was like one point where Ryan's went down, and then Mingy's went back up. But I guess we didn't see Ryan's hand after that.
0: Yep. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's why Mingy thinks that this is Ryan's situation, is right. because we saw his number change when he learned a lesson, I think, uh, I, but both numbers changed together, it's just that Ryan learned the nest lesson and both numbers changed, so they assumed that it was his I, deal. I think
1: Ryan has to submit a complaint with uh, one here, because this isn't very uh, evenly balanced, because it's in, against him, it's not in his favor because Mingi kind of sucks like <laughs> can i can I, can i get this like isolated or can i get a different person to be linked to maybe it's <laughs> <That's Yeah>. unfair <laughs>
2: well
0: yeah um ryan basically ignores everything that mingy just said because like kez tells him that they've got this and gives him a little kiss on the cheek which is weird i don't <laughs> I don't like yeah. it, but apparently she is warm like flesh, despite being made of metal. Which so is concerning. I don't like that yeah, either. That's concerning. <laughs> uh. like
1: it's, it's re- also, going back, it's really a case of like you know Ryan's the kind of person who's like, "Hey, professor, can I have a different partner?" Like, uh, I mean, I can show you the like the the whole conversation here where uh, Minky's not responding at all. And he's not doing any of the group work. <laughs> the professor doesn't care. Oh, I
0: strongly disagree. Mm-hmm. That's Like, let's be real here, Mingy is the one who would be doing all of the group work and insisting that Ryan not participate because he would screw it up?
1: Fair, I guess, except that in this case, like, Mingy is kind of just antagonizing him all the time. So it's like, I feel like (laughs) Ryan is like, I'm just going to shit out this project as quickly as I can, just get away from this guy. I don't care, I'll take the C-.
2: (laughs) minus.
0: Well, sure, but right now they don't have all the circumstances, right? They don't think this is a group project. They think this is Ryan has homework and Mingi is stuck to him for True. some reason.
1: Or at least Mingi thinks that and Ryan is like, I guess, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, he basically, like, his job is essentially getting into clubs, so that he just heads up to the bouncer, which is another astronaut guy, but much taller and wearing jewelry. <laughs> And uh, Ryan proceeds to give just the absolute least convincing let us skip the line pitch ever, but he's basically just pushed out of the way, and so as he leaves, uh, the astronaut in line behind him is also rejected, but this time much more firmly, by which I mean the bouncer crushes him into a cube and throws him into the trash can. Um, Also,
1: just to point out, uh, as I just saw, the bouncer actually has a name, (laughs) because apparently his name is Nigel. (laughs) All right. I guess... I mean, we seem like some of the other, like, uh, villains they've been going through in these cars starting to work together, so maybe he comes back <laughs> whenever these other people catch up. That could up, be, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we definitely don't find out his name in this episode, but apparently his name is Nigel.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, we sure don't. He doesn't talk, yeah. he just makes, like, buzzing, beeping noises, so there would be no way for us to learn mm-hmm. that name. Um, but yeah, Uh. so our party is pretty grossed out by the fact that they just saw a guy get squashed to death. <laughs> Um
2: it's fine. Kaz in
0: particular is a little more grossed out because she apparently didn't realize that bodies could do that when they got squashed. Um, Look,
1: Ni- Nigel is just being very bold in being the imposter here and just doing a murder right in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> just being like, What are you gonna do about it? You gonna report my ass? No you're not. <laughs> if you do your next <laughs>
0: You can't report me. If you want to report yeah. me, you've got to get past me. Yeah,
1: exactly. Me. You need to get to the table in order to actually, like, uh, do the emergency meeting. The table's inside. You can't get past. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Amogus. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's about to happen. You put, you put an episode with Space Guys and then of course, it's going to be a Amogus. Okay.
0: <laughs> naturally, naturally. Um... At any rate it's okay that they didn't get in because Ryan has another plan, so he leads them around the back. I think he's looking for a back door, but what he finds is a vent. And Mingi kind of protests that this is a bad idea, just both in general and in terms of like emotional growth. But Ryan rightly insists that if this is his journey, he will deal with his emotional growth, stop complaining.
1: <laughs> See that's also why that's why so, Ryan won't report Nigel, because he's also the only imposter, and Mingi is playing third imposter. <laughs> Ah. However, he's refusing to play third imposter because he's saying this is a bad idea. You shouldn't use the vent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mingy does grudgingly give him a boost up to reach the vent, but it is uh, bolted shut, and neither of these guys is Arkham Asylum Batman, so they can't just rip it off the wall. Um, <laughs> I mean, to be Minge, once again. <laughs> to,
1: to be fair, I mean Batman is not only swole as hell, but he also has k- kind of a power suit, <laughs> so it's like it's not like these guys aren't batman necessarily it's the fact that they're just not a billionaire guy who could take years training and also have a super suit
0: <laughs> well now arkham asylum batman does not have a super suit he and most of the time in point of fact he doesn't have a supersuit. the only real difference between batman and iron man is that batman prefers to not have a suit of armor on <laughs> Uh, yeah, not to say that he doesn't have armor but it's not like powered it's not servo motors he's not stronger yeah i, than he I guess it's it's like just... he still
1: gets hit by hurt by bullets in those games but also i guess he gets i just always interpreted that as like we have to be able to have him take damage from guns <laughs> because otherwise <laughs> guns are no threat to him
0: <laughs> well i mean this is true but yeah no i mean he doesn't have any kind of Strength enhancer. That's just his over-the-top physicality punching through those.
1: Yeah, I guess I just thought there was like something to his gauntlets that were like, designed to have like a better grip strength or something.
0: Um, I think. I mean, listen, this is Batman, so it's pointless to speculate. So there's probably like some sort of magnetic gripping tool in the gloves. Yeah. Given the fine detail work he tends to do with his gloves on, he's got to have some way <laughs> of at the very least like capacitative sensors, so he can use his phone
1: <laughs> yeah there there are like sometimes when he has power suits apparently because like apparently in like something called the dark knight returns he actually puts on to fight superman but also i feel like that's a special case because it's fucking superman
2: <laughs> yes and also
1: obviously in like the the bad like snyder movies because he's just a dude in power armor with a gun basically <laughs>
0: Well, that's the thing, right? Because even in the Snyder movies, he's not in power armor most okay. of the that, time. Okay, that super he looks really... like
1: that's power armor. Like, it looks so clunky. It...
0: He does wear it, as I was saying, to fight Superman, because that plot is basically ripped directly out of Dark Knight Returns, which you just quoted, Okay, so...
1: well, again, I've never seen these because I'm not much of a DC person. <laughs> But the
0: other thing, of course, is that in The Dark Knight Returns, he's, like, 90, and he's still fighting Superman. So, yes, he needs the power over. Oh,
1: okay. So, I guess that borrows a little bit from Batman Beyond a bit? Because, like, isn't there also, like, old Bruce Wayne occasionally doing some stuff? Like, beating the shit out of people to interrogate them in that?
0: Uh, no. Okay. So, <laughs> all let right, right. Let's... let's... Comic books. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's the 1980s, and Batman is suffering. No one takes Batman seriously, because Adam West is the most popular Batman in the zeitgeist, and as a result, the comics are failing, because no one wants to read more Adam West comics. They're kind of over it. Then Frank Miller comes along. He basically single-handedly revitalizes Batman with two comic books, those being Batman Year One and Batman The Dark Knight Returns. They're grim, they're gritty, they're an entirely new look at Batman in a way that he hasn't been before that really shaped the modern perspective of what the character is. But also, they're like the prototypical modern Batman, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And, yeah, they're not, especially Dark Knight Returns, that Batman is not a good dude. Mm -hmm. It's Miller has a lot of fascistic tendencies and even in his attempts to write a batman that is explicitly anti-fascist it kind of bleeds through so if anything it should be said that batman Beyond takes inspiration from dark knight returns with the old bruce wayne but even then it's not really that at all it's just that batman is old that's
1: (laughs) okay And yeah, um I think we played those like first two Arkham games like well over a decade ago, so it could just also be me misremembering, to be fair.
0: <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> now, Batman's whole thing is that the only reason he's really different than Iron Man is because he can actually fight, so he prefers not to have a whole ton of body armor on him. I guess it weighs I guess that's
1: also the thing. Like Batman is like using a grapple gun to get around compared to having fucking jet engines on him. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> you can't really like uh, use a like a wire like shooter line thing to get around if you weigh a thousand pounds. Yeah, I, well, I say I mean, that, yeah. but meanwhile, Master Chief does that in Halo Infinite, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's got space magic. Um, he, he legitimately does not have space magic. He just has a power suit with cybernetics. <laughs> yeah, that's space magic. It's that's not space, space <laughs> magic. <laughs> The Gravemind, the Flood so- are, are space magic because they're space zombies that are also like planty kind of guys. <laughs> That's more space magic. A power than suit the-
0: built on technology that could not feasibly work in any way is space magic. I need- that is now, now specifically I need- how that on, works. Hang on, this
1: depends on whether Mjolnir armor is actually derived of Forerunner tech, but I don't think it is. I gotta find this out. <laughs>
0: Like, it literally doesn't matter. Unless it is a thing that could exist within the physical universe, it's space magic. That's...
1: <laughs> Let's see. Uh...
0: It doesn't have to be literally magic. That's not the point. The point is, like, the use of technology to accomplish something that should be entirely impossible is space magic.
1: <laughs> I get Okay, perfect class Mjolnir armor apparently does use a hybridization of human and foreigner tech, but I think that's like what the Spartan 4s use in the Halo series as of like 4 through 6. I don't think that's Chiefs though. No, actually this might be like some like bullshit armor that they have for the multiplayer that they just claim is using that because this, this looks real fucking dumb. <laughs> 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 wait, hang on, wait. Yeah, this armor looks super stupid. (laughs) That doesn't look like Halo armor.
2: (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. At any
0: rate, it's. Listen, if you have an 800-pound suit of armor and you can lift it up with a grapple gun, it's space magic. I don't. It's not magic. It's just a really Um,
1: good grapple gun.
0: It's explicitly space magic if there is not something that could physically happen.
1: <laughs> okay, apparently friends are approximately two hundred kilos. What's that in what's that in pounds? I have no idea. Uh let's see. Uh four hundred and forty. Okay. <laughs> 925. But still. So not a thousand pounds, but he is still like eleven feet tall. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's eleven feet tall and he only weighs four hundred and forty pounds. That boy has an eating disorder.
1: <laughs> I mean he literally never takes the suit off, basically. <laughs> like the food the suit like disposes of his waist and stuff and turns into energy. <laughs> like, yeah, they're not
0: feeding him. No enough. <laughs>
1: Like, imagine your Master Chief being like, oh, my shields are re- need to be recharged. Cortana, I need to drink, like, eight Gatorades so I piss to make the shields recharge. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a sippy cup of a straw so I can drink it from through the helmet. <laughs> okay. Um, this is dumb. <laughs> yeah, it is. Halo's stupid. But also Halo 1 through 3 and ODCN and re- rule. <laughs> but the rest of Halo's stupid. <laughs> But yes,
0: um. Since they cannot just sort of gently push this vent off the wall by bracing with one foot and sort of leaning on the other one like Batman does, um. <laughs> they've got a new plan. Uh. It's like. You know, it's frustrating to Mingy, and he's upset, but he's going along with it for now because he's convinced he knows better, so. It doesn't really matter if we waste time here because he's gonna be right in the end anyway. So, since they can't go over the door, uh what Ryan wants to do is go under the door. And frankly, uh as much as Mingi is a jerk this episode, this is a bad yeah, plan. Yeah. What do you <laughs> this is like what do you think you're gonna do, man? Bust through a steel floor? Like Yeah, this
1: is like you can't rip a vent off of a like you know, you can't rip the cover off of a vent. Why it makes you think you can fucking drill through the concrete and like other material of this building?
0: <laughs> now I will give him this. He does not have leverage for that vent since he's being boosted up in the air. Like maybe if he had a place to stand he could do it, but Ha <sighs> either way, um he decides that he's going to dig a hole because he's probably pretty strong since he plays guitar, which is not how that works.
1: <laughs> yeah, the difference. It's like, he he doesn't understand the difference between strength and dexterity. You need dexterity and, like, you know, the better, like, play the guitar. Mm-hmm. You don't need strength.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, playing guitar a lot would definitely bump, like, your stamina, your ability yeah. to keep doing it for a long time. But that's still not the same thing as strength. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, Yes, Uh, we get a cut, and we don't really have any idea how long that cut is, but then we find Ryan in just a truly huge hole. Like, Stanley Yelnats would be in awe of this hole. Yeah, it's it's like enough that he
1: has to, like, jump up to even, like, reach the edge of it to grab himself up, basically. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it's, I want to say it's, like, seven feet deep and probably about 15 feet across, and he dug this hole with his bare hands.
1: Yeah, he should have, like, Um, bloody stumps for hands now at this point. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. But, uh, you know, eventually, though, because he's digging into a club, he breaks a sewer line, and so green goo starts pouring into the hole, which is bad, but worse, it's sticky, so he, like, can't jump to climb out because he's stuck to the bottom. And even worse, worse, Mingi is not even paying attention at all. Like, Ryan asks him for help, and he insists that he already did that when he gave him advice. Like, man... Your bro is calling for help. He is afraid for his life, and you are just gonna yeah. let him drown in sewage.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I do not. We'll see where he goes, but I do he not like. Maggie
1: he doesn't right have now. a lot He's of time left. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh huh. There's
1: four episodes left. I mean, they and it's turned like... it
0: around with grace. I give him that, but. <laughs> <sighs> Kez does go to check it out, but she also really doesn't do anything. She basically just floats down there and says that that's gross. <laughs> so it is super fortunate that the goo just sort of crystallizes, which is enough for Ryan to smash his way out by kicking it apart and just climb back out of the hole.
2: It's
1: it um, a little bit amusing how he's like, oh no, it's hardening. This is way worse. Wait, no, it's not. Because <laughs> he's like, wait, I can go tree now. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um.
0: Mingy is, of course, a jerk about this whole thing, especially when Ryan says he just needs a new plan, that Mingi physically tries to force Ryan to get in line, but can't budge him. Like, he, he's not sliding or anything. He mentions that Ryan is stronger than he remembers, and maybe it was the guitar, but also, like... Man, he just dug a hole big enough to fit two hummers in it with his bare hands. Yeah. It's good exercise. Yeah, he's,
1: he's like, I don't need to punch trees to make a, to make a shovel and a, a pickaxe. I can just get this with my bare hands. It'll just take me a bit. <laughs> I don't need tools in Minecraft. I can just do this with my hands.
0: <laughs> well, like, even if he wasn't strong beforehand, he just spent probably, I want to say, like, six days doing nothing but physical work, <laughs> so... <laughs>
1: Well, somehow not starving Um, to death or dying of exhaustion. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Six days straight. Digging a hole.
0: Uh, um, I think he tries to have what he thinks is a heartfelt moment, but really it is just him blaming Ryan for them being here and talking about how superior he is again. So it's a good thing Ryan ignores him because he's come up with a new idea. He's going to use the portals. Because since they just warp all over the place, maybe one of them will go inside the tower. Um, minky does try to stop him but he insists that he needs to actually do something without commentary for once and just runs through several portals he's he's going in a straight line because they all lead he's, linearly he's one running to the next. with
1: his eyes closed
0: <laughs> he is yes and this is why he falls off
2: a cliff <laughs> um
1: also i have to point out these are just portals that lead to like different parts of the queue by what logic is one of these going to lead inside if they're you see like the end of the queue where the bouncer is and there's a portal that leads out into like a different part of the line like what part of this makes you think that if you just go through too many enough of these portals eventually one will go inside
0: (laughs) well i don't think ryan actually thinks that will happen i i think right now he is just desperately doing whatever he can to not get in the line because he so badly wants mingi to be wrong here he has this, like, this is his problem, right? That's why he's on the train. Is he leaps before looking yeah, every single time, that's true. <laughs> including directly off <all> the cliff? <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair, this isn't super his fault. It's just very bad portal placement. I It kind of
1: is still his <laughs> fault, though. He was running with his eyes closed. <laughs> yeah,
0: but you don't put your portal next to a cliff. T- it's true.
1: Is- But also, if you're going to run through a bunch of portals that are, like, you know, you don't know the exit, like, necessarily what the exit is, you might want to run with your eyes open. (laughs) So you know where it would end. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Also, just so you don't crash Uh. into these guys in the queue.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So
0: fortunately, Mingi is able to grab him and pull him back up the cliff before he falls to his death, but he's mingi i mean has had enough because he is only on this train because ryan is too stupid to learn his lesson and now he's running headfirst off cliffs and he just needs to accept that he has failed and not keep failing over and over again and do things the right way instead of being so stupid all the time and uh yeah absolutely um like i i don't know what it would take for them to redeem Mingi in my eyes at this point, mm-hmm. but if this is the way he talks to someone who is supposedly his friend... Like his bestie, ...because yeah. they're disagreeing about something, mm-hmm.
1: I just... He's
0: such a bad dude. Yeah,
1: like, he's like, not as bad as Simon, I'll give him that, but, like, he's still... He's that's still, true, yeah. He's still, he's like, kind a, of a Simon, dick. But...
0: <laughs> but it's, like... They're, they're just different flavors of thoroughly bad people. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's not a Simon for sure, but you don't have to be a Simon to be egotistical to the point of destruction. Yeah. It's, yeah. (sighs) Ryan. Finally sort of steps up and fights back a little. He does apologize for screwing up, but he's also shouting that he's sick of Mingi talking down to him all the time because it doesn't matter what he does. There's always someone over his shoulder denigrating him and telling him that he's stupid and wrong. And, you know, if you want him to do emotional growth, maybe that maybe ain't good for him. Um... He's like standing up and moving forward. They're not physically confronting each other, but they're getting close. And then Mingy stumbles backwards, and uh, he lands right into an astronaut who collapses. And it turns out that there wasn't actually an astronaut; it was just a skeleton in there. And uh, this skeleton knocks over a bunch of other skeletons because they're all skeletons. Uh, see, they waited in line so long that they died. Um.
1: <laughs> Without collapsing, somehow. <laughs> <laughs> or yes. even just sitting down. <laughs> they're all just standing upright. Well, they're
0: Vashti Narada. You know the suit keeps them doing what they were doing when they died. Um, I
1: guess. Yeah,
0: we turned out the lights. Uh, Mingi finally realizes that uh, waiting actually isn't the answer, because just standing still is as good a way to die as sprinting without looking. And his number drops. He He finally acknowledges that it's also his number, because he realized something and it went down. So, hopefully he's less of a controlling jagoff from now on, since he knows they're both here to learn moral lessons, but, uh, he doesn't apologize. He's he's super Yeah, rude. he really doesn't. He, <laughs> sort of, he, he goes through the motions of being about to do it, and then just, like, actually, no, we need a new plan. It's, like, his number goes back up to 202. His number went down, and it fully is back to 202 by the end of this scene, mm-hmm. so, despite having figured out that it's number, he his number he clearly hasn't learned anything Um, i I
1: think part of it is like he kind of like acts like let's just get this done and it's like i think it's because he doesn't apologize or like you know yeah like mm -hmm. be like look uh we need need to like he basically tries to like just rush through it in a way too and it's like i think it's like that couple with not apologizing it's why it's like yep you didn't fully let the lesson stick either (laughs) yep (sighs) But there's
0: a cut, and they're trying to figure out how to get in, since none of Ryan's plans have worked, and clearly they can't wait in the line. And Ryan comes up with a new idea, because they aren't cool enough to get in as patrons. They got pushed away. But since they are a band, they could maybe, like, pretend to be playing this venue? So they make a guitar out of that crystally goo, and grab some spacesuits off of dead guys, which they put on over the, the conductor suits. And... I guess they're not squeamish, because they... they fully just do put on these dead guys' clothes. Um, I will
1: point out, they don't really put the entire suit on, because they just put on, like, the boots and the helmet. It's not even like they take the entire suit.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the boots, the helmets, and the gloves.
1: <laughs> yeah. And,
0: yeah. um, With this, they approach the bouncer, claiming that they are late because of space traffic, but they're ready to play. Uh, as they do this, Kez is flying around, weekend at bernies a bunch of to. Be super excited that Chicken Choice Judy is here. So, apparently, even the dude at the front of the line is dead. So, that is probably why the bouncer was cubing them earlier, because they are corpses.
1: Um, also, they meant they say space traffic, so they are in space. So, these are astronauts.
0: <laughs> well, they don't say space traffic. That's something I added. They say that there was a meteor in the way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, that meteor's still in space. <laughs>
0: That doesn't
2: mean that these
0: guys are astronauts, though. If they were telling the truth, that would make Ryan and Mingi astronauts, because they came uh, from off-planet. When, but that doesn't mean the guys when, who are already this here episode, came from off-planet. When
1: this episode goes up in like late September, early October, everybody, uh, add us on whatever social media is still alive <laughs> at that point, and tell us that these guys are astronauts or not. <laughs> uh,
0: the second great fight of us weirdos. What is an astronaut?
1: <laughs> I feel like there's at least a little bit more consensus between us, just in terms of them potentially being astronauts, compared to uh, Cosmo, though, at the least. No, <laughs> yeah, oh,
0: yeah. Listen, I'm willing to accept the possibility that they are astronauts. I just don't think we see that for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, compared to like, accepting that Cosmo was a chipmunk.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely a hamster. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the bouncer finally steps aside to let them in, and they just discard their disguises immediately. Like, they don't the door closes, and they are already back in their normal outfits. And they're chatting about how well that whole thing went, but the room, like, turns dark and starts filling up with, like, glitchy pixels, and their boots magnetize to the ground, and the they're, everything is dark and spooky, and Kez said that, tries to say that this shouldn't happen, but then something enters from the side room, because, folks, the conductor is here.
1: That, it's not the conductor. The end. It's not the conductor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess technically it is in a sense, <laughs> but it's not technically the conductor. Sure, it is. It's a, it's a, stu- kind it's a steward. Kind
0: <laughs> of. It's, it's the conductor, kind of. I think. Nah, it's, it's... Assuming who's person who's driving that suit is who I think it is. It's the conductor. But,
1: but we don't see inside the suit. Well, <laughs> <Yeah>, that, that's. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now, it is possible that maybe Amelia has already murdered 1-1 by this point, and...
1: Mm, I, I, there's something I'm going to bring up with my episode description, because I have theories about that. <laughs> in-
2: well,
0: okay. It's unfortunately,
1: we probably will never get confirmed, because again, the series got killed.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, now, for the moment, I am saying that this is the conductor, because to our understanding, at this point in time, it should be, but... <laughs> We don't know for sure if he's still in there or if Amelia killed him. (laughs) Hey. (sighs) Episode, huh?
1: Yep, episode. It's
0: great to watch a TV show and just feel mad about (laughs) it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just being like, God, I just hate this show and so angry about it. I can't wait to talk about it and then watch more.
0: (laughs) It's not that I hate the show; it's just that I don't like that one guy. Wait,
1: yeah, fair. <laughs> I mean, we were also we were also that way last season as well. Of like, I like the show; I just don't like that one guy.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs>
1: that's that's <laughs> just what Half Infinity Train is. It's like I like the show; I just don't like this one dude. <laughs> it's the whole like I'm. It's the whole I'm sick of always seeing this guy's face meme. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: Yeah, I will say, I don't think I want Mingi to die horrifically as his soul is devoured by a go. <laughs> but that's mostly because it would be too repetitive. We'll yeah. see where he goes from here.
1: Because, like, <laughs> oh, wait, they, even, they haven't even seen gomes at all yet.
0: <laughs> they sure haven't.
1: Yeah. Kez probably definitely wouldn't have explained that at all. <laughs> she barely was able to describe <laughs> yeah, the train. Even <laughs> if she
0: did, I don't know if they would understand it. Yeah. but yeah um that is my episode and i don't think i really have anything else to say about it so how about we take a break for the patreon sounds good and of course you can always find us at patreon.com slash usbeardoscast where we have a panoply of delights that await you uh i mean first and foremost you get uh 13 weeks advance on our other show, The Axe Files. If you want to see what we're doing 13 weeks in the future, you can be a time traveler also. Uh... (laughs) Uh, Bringing it all around
1: to the fucking deep lore of uh, us weirdos that we established.
0: (laughs) Always. But then, we also have other delightful things for you, such as a queer book review. Every week, I write a pretty significant review and recommendation of a queer book. And...
1: And uh currently if assuming this goes up in October still, I'm doing a whole month of spooky uh video games. Uh for the let's play stuff. I mean sp- spooky being a little generous at times, but it's like it's stuff like bloodborne PSX. Not spooky, there's blood and stuff, so it counts.
0: <laughs> right. Um yeah, those um weekly uh weekly let's plays of yours. They're they really go places sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know. We'll we'll get back to the the current uh, platinum randomness like at some point, probably at the start of November. Ah. But Yeah, for the moment, spooky stuff.
0: Uh, yeah, um, and of course we also like to give a huge shout out to our patrons. So we need to thank Trigger Harpy, Aurora Borealis, and Bookquays Queen. Thank you so much for being here, y'all. Yep,
1: yeah, we continue to <sighs> appreciate your support and helping us do this silly nonsense we do. <laughs>
0: Yes, indeed. Now, uh, back to the show. Enjoy the train.
1: Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that'll (laughs) do it, and we'll continue with episode 6, which I have problems with the name of this episode because the episode is called The Party Car, even though they're not in a different car. (laughs) 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 This is the same car. They're still in the same place as the AstroQ car.
2: So yeah, like, they it's sure not are. a
1: party car they didn't go from one part of the train to the next I, I don't get it <laughs>
0: <'Cause>, <laughs> well unless because you know the, the, the wasteland is a train car right the train is contained within the train so maybe this is a different car that's inside the Ostro-Q car I
1: guess I don't know it's Sometimes in the-
0: I don't think it is because they no. didn't like go through the door or anything, but it could.
1: Yeah, be. They, like they, they didn't get like absconded by the stewards, conductor, in between train cars. They did that as they were entering the the party. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's weird. It's they obviously they had to think of something. It's like they could just call it the space party or something. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, but
0: you know they wanted to keep the the car thing I know, going. It's
1: just it's not a different car goopy who, who thing whatever doesn't <laughs> matter at any point uh we continue where we just left off of ryan having yet another bad idea of trying to scare the stewards slash conductor away by trying to act as large as imposing as possible like people thought that's how you deal with bears uh the steward slash conductor is just out of phase and just basically gives a report from one about returning their belongings to them as a train wide announcement and just plops a trunk full of their old clothes and stuff before them this is why I think it's just the <laughs> steward, because the fact that one says that this is a train by announcement makes me think that he basically had the stewards, like, multiple stewards go to all the different passengers on the train to give them back their stuff, because why would he specify that it's a train by announcement if he was there in person talking to these two?
0: I, I just don't think that there's multiple stewards, is all. If there were, Amelia would have been a lot more dangerous.
1: I suppose. we never, yeah, We never see multiples of them to be fair I don't know hard to say
0: <laughs> yeah it's weird there's really no way to know I guess
1: it, it's just that the specif- specifying that it's a train-wide announcement makes me think that it's like there are multiple stewards and there's just only one hanging off Amelia maybe maybe she like cannibalizes too many of them trying to make her suit so there's only one by the time that she's uh, taking over when we see her back in book one
0: <laughs> I guess that's possible I don't know. If anything, I do feel like, you know, I you're kind of right, I think, in a way, because I don't know why 1-1 would suddenly change this policy, right? Mm-hmm. He's not the kind—well, 1, I guess, sorry. He's not the kind of guy to, like, shift on a dime, so something is definitely going on behind the scenes yeah. here that we're not seeing.
1: Well, we do, we do get maybe a slight hint there. Because continuing on, uh, the sewer does kind of glitch out a little bit with, like, the fire effect coming for just one eye at a time compared to both. And we also <laughs> hear a woman, presumably Amelia, on the line speaking from it before it basically just detaches from the car's access port and heads out the exterior door. So, like, I think they kind of are implying that maybe this, like, as one was, like, giving this announcement, Amelia was pulling off her coup against him. And that this bit where like it glitches out is probably her taking over, which again kind of, that would make Unfortunately, sense. we won't know for sure because HBO doesn't know how to keep a show that people like going. So we're not <laughs> going to get book five. So we're not going to see that end of her scene because that would take place at the same time with her taking over the <laughs> train. So who knows? Unfortunately. <clears throat> It's also kind of hard because, like, I was not able to, like, fully hear exactly what she was saying. It sounded like she was, like, maybe a little bit farther away from where the speaker was or something like that to give, like, yeah, that yeah. In any case, <laughs> uh, the room returns to normal as their boots deactivate and Kez is returned to normal because she was also kind of, like, glitching out a little bit, not being able to act or anything. And they frantically ask her what just happened now, but she just blows it off as a normal occurrence without explaining anything about the Steward or one, because, of course, that's how kids is. <laughs> 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 Essentially, kids <laughs> don't even know anything about the Steward or one, just is like, yeah, you know, sometimes the train just fucks up, and sometimes there's like weird things, whatever, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, Ryan yeah. is willing to just accept this Because he also just kind of brushes it off It's like, eh, whatever uh, it's
0: just... To be fair, they are on a super weird train Yeah, they
1: are on a super weird ke- train And Kez is Kez So it's like, eh, this is Kez, I guess <laughs> ah. uh, But yeah, but he opens up the trunk to find his guitar inside Along with his old clothes And there's also a shirt in there That he hastily grabs from Mingi To tie it around his head And Mingi's little mini synth thing is in there which I forgot the name of. I know you looked it up, but I totally forget. So did I. <laughs> yep, doesn't matter. They always call it the mini symphony, so we're just going to call it that. Uh,
0: yeah, I will say, I do like... I know it's a shirt, but it does basically turn into a non-binary flag bandana when he ties it around <laughs> his head, so that's neat. It does
1: do that, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh,
0: uh, stylophone is what that thing is called.
1: Ah, there you go. I don't think I mentioned it in my notes anywhere else. Some the ones are. But yeah, but Minky says that he plays with it on his breaks at work, which is why he had it on him when they entered the train. Uh, but he does kind of dismiss it as just a toy, but Ryan thinks there's a little bit more to it because he has a little bit of a right smile. And then they go into the party with all the maybe astronauts, maybe not, who can say. I don't say astronauts, I'm I'm now ad-libbing here. Uh They all pause to look over at them all before cheering at Kez's presence, because for once Kez didn't pick everybody off in the car. Instead, <laughs> these people actually <laughs> like Kez. Uh, she says that she brought a band to play for the party, which th- these guys did not agree to, <laughs> and Mingi is hesitant about this, but Ryan is fully into the idea, and... This is when he just starts getting changed into his normal clothes out of the one suit right here. Like, he just fully mm-hmm. starts taking off his pants and all in front of these people.
0: Yeah, he sure does strip down to his tiny mm-hmm. whities in yeah. public in front of uh-huh. everyone. Yep.
1: <laughs> I guess if you can get away with showing a man, like, grounded up against a train wheel and also not one exploding from ex- the inside out when a deer shoots a laser at him, I guess you can show a guy <laughs> take his pants off in this show at this point. <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know also also, don't... also you know everything that happened with uh simon when he fucking turned into dust <laughs> yeah well uh-huh. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. like i think i would be hypothetically okay with something like this if i didn't have foot gear that couldn't turn off you know what i mean yeah if it was just a matter of i'm gonna change real quick that's uncomfortable but fine but when it's a matter of slipping your pants off and then back on over your unstoppable boots...
1: Well, I think actually at this point the boots have been disabled fully, so they can get them off, right? Because I think later on Mm -hmm. Ryan has his normal shoes on.
0: He specifically puts the pants on over the boots, so if they can take them off, he hasn't figured that out yet. (laughs)
1: Oh I wait, mean, no, no, they do, they do definitely just have the regular boots on. Yeah, I, there's a scene with them sitting in the tub later on. They have the regular one boots on still. What the mm-hmm. heck?
0: Yeah, the boots don't come off. We learned that in the second. But episode, they returned
1: so. the rest of their clothes to them. How would they get their fucking pants off over their fucking boots? <laughs> especially Ryan. He especially, does it on screen. Like, he pulls the suit it's, over his boots. But especially Ryan, like his pants are like like skin tight pants that show off his entire ass basically. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he does that on screen too. He like again. He puts the boots directly into the sl- the, the, the the pant legs.
1: Yeah, no, that doesn't happen. <laughs> There's no way that would be possible. Uh, yeah, I don't get that. <laughs> Give him their fucking shoes
0: back. Uh, <laughs> at three minutes twenty eight seconds, you can see him shoving those boots down his pant legs. Yeah,
1: bad, <laughs> <It's> awful. <laughs> uh, whatever. In any case. Uh, as he's just basically getting naked here, Kez brings over her other friends who are also here and introduces us to, and the guys to Paco, Brando, Spiceman, Beehive, and Driveway. Uh, don't worry, only like two of these guys have different voice actors that I'm just now realizing I didn't actually look up. Uh, we didn't cover it before yet, but they're all dicks. And none of them matter for the most part. So I'm basically not describing them. Uh, Kes mixes up Spiceman and Beehive before being asked where Morgan is, and she's nozzly hesitant to answer them before changing the subject to introduce her band buds. Uh, this Mingy's still unsure of this prospect, since, if you recall, he got stage right at their high school band show, but Ryan says he should play, because he also has to get his number down, because then he didn't realize <laughs> that. it's like, yeah, you gotta learn stuff too now. <laughs> uh yeah basically uh beehive of these guys ask them if they need anything to perform and they tell kes to show them to the green room but she clearly doesn't know where that is at all since they are brought to a bathroom and at this uh this is when mingis instantly like changed to his normal clothes because he got changed off screen and this is evidently Uh where if you remember back in book two when i brought up that there was a scene about them thinking of bringing back alan dracula in a future book yeah this is where that would have been. Of uh, this is where uh, Minky would have basically hidden under a table to get changed, only for the table to have been transformed into a younger Alan Dracula, who is just hanging out here at the table.
0: But it got cu- <laughs> not that you would tell the difference between Dracula and a young Dracula.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, I guess. Yeah, they don't age. <laughs> but yeah, th- that mm. scene basically got cut, so we're pretty much just supposed to think that it got changed in front of partygoers, also, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but he indignantly he indignantly says, oh, there was a bathroom here the whole time, which kind of still alludes to that scene, I guess, with that was cut, but whatever. Uh, in any case, Kez sticks her story that this is totally the green room, probably, definitely, guys. Uh, at this, her asshole friends show back up to make fun of her for a mistake and that they knew she'd get it wrong, and Kez is pretty upset about this all, but tries to blow it off as not a problem before being led downstairs to a little green room basement. Where we skipped over the train docks entirely, but one of the characters from those named Ben Green, who is this, like, uh, basically this, like, grape guy, is just hanging out there. He's just having a vibe in, like, a trash Mm -hmm. pile there in the basement.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, his joke in the uh, in the train documentaries was that he comes from the green yeah. car, and he mm-hmm. is the only thing in that car that isn't green, but he's named Ben Green, yeah. so it still works. Yeah, and now he is back in the green room, so it's the same joke. It's just.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, he's in a different green room. I think. Oh, well,
0: yes, he's in the green room, not the green yeah, car.
1: He- he's in the green room in the party <laughs> car, not the green room in the green room. <laughs> yeah. Car. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but then, yeah. But they get settled into practice a bit with Mingi eventually playing that refrain from their, like, silly little, like, seven-year-old kid joke song that they played back in, like, the uh, the uh Twin Takes episode. But he has a little bit of, like, a spin <laughs> on it, like, a little bit of flair that Ryan likes, because apparently he just came up with it on a whim. And Ryan mm-hmm. wants them to play that song to the audience, and when Mingyi is concerned about embarrassing themselves in front of the audience, Ryan does rightfully point out that they'll never see this like any of these people like this walking beehive guy ever again anyway, so what's it matter really? <laughs> if you embarrass yourself, yeah, for yeah. sure.
2: I don't know if these guys can
1: back up. I'm not I don't I don't maybe not, maybe they do. Who can say? Kez tries to rush them into performing and while Ryan says that they barely really practiced, Mingi says he feels surprisingly ready for this since it is just one song. He is just tempting fate. (laughs) But as they head back upstairs, Mingy puts his hand in his pocket and feels the keys to the restaurant that he works at, which immediately shatters his newfound confidence, as
2: expected.
1: (laughs) Yep. Kez announces the band uh, in front of everybody, but only Ryan comes down on the stage, which causes the audience to start booing when Kez tries to play this off as that having been the entire performance. (laughs) A little, it's a little funny as she's like wow well, yeah real short and to the point huh all right let's go uh nope uh
0: there is a moment here and it's just a perspective issue but i think it's very funny where kez just suddenly looks enormous next to ryan <laughs> because the, 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 the screen perspective shifts so she's like six times yeah, bigger yeah. than she normally is
1: <laughs> yeah like she looks fucking huge <laughs> <laughs> Because it's like, yeah, like the camera is like focused, zoomed in on her with Ryan in the background. So he, she looks like he's, that yep. like she is larger than his entire head. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
0: uh, that's just a very funny shot. I like it a yeah. lot.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, where did I leave off? Yeah. Uh, Ryan tries to basically leave, but the train door only opens if the party is a success. So Ryan goes to look for Mingy, who he finds hiding in the bathtub. And Ryan is a little bit pissed that Mingy left him up on stage again, but he kind of immediately cools <laughs> off when he sees that Mingy has real relatable confidence issues. Because he's like, "I wasn't ready." It's yeah, it's it's bad. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I mean, it is pretty hard to get on stage. I understand. Yeah,
1: like even if it's just in like front of a classroom with like thirty people, it still can be a little frazzling at times.
0: It's very like I was. From age five, I was getting on stage, you Mm -hmm. know, it's pretty common for me. And yet, despite the fact that I'm still used to it, it's a thing that I do. It's still freaky. Like, there's so much anxiety and adrenaline going on at the same time. And that's me having been doing it a huge majority of my Mm -hmm. life. For someone who's never done it before, I can only imagine. Yeah.
1: Like, it's, like, even, like, it's kind of a funny thing where it's, like, I never liked having to, like, talk in front of an audience of more than just a few people. But meanwhile, when I had my job in Japan, it's, like, these these kids don't fucking care. I can make it; they, <laughs> they will actually find it fun if I make an idiot of myself and, like, have fun with them and be goofy. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's, like, you kind of have to be a little <laughs> goofy when you're working around kids. Because otherwise you'll be boring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like one of the things that the kids said that they liked about me as a teacher, where it's like, oh, my teacher makes fun games and it's silly. And it's like, well, <laughs> I made, I tried to come up with a bunch of different variety of games just because that's like, I don't want to get the, the kids get bored because I would get bored if I went through the same things all the time teaching them. And then it's like, well, huh. sometimes it's got to be a bit of a dork because <laughs> why be serious all the time? We could be a bit of a dork. <laughs>
0: When I was uh, in the 12th grade, I competed in a male beauty pageant to raise money for the school magazine. Uh, and uh, I didn't win, unsurprisingly. Uh, it was. It was interesting and different. I'll give it like. I have never had an experience like that before, and. I enjoyed it, but it was also a little bit, like... That That was another situation where, like, it wasn't the same thing, but I was used to being on a stage, you know what I yeah. mean? I don't think I could have gone out there for the pajama competition if...
1: Wait, what? there was a pajama part of that?
0: Well, sure, there's all sorts of categories. So, like, you've got your formal wear, and you've got your Halloween costume, because it was on Halloween, and you've got your pajama costume... And then a uh, talent portion, and... Alright, then. <laughs> they, uh, during the talent portion, I was playing... Because I play the piano, so I was doing that and singing as my talent. And they turned the lights off on me, <laughs> 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 Which wasn't supposed to happen. The stage manager was trying to turn them blue for, we like... Gotta, we gotta uh, suddenly uh, tell
1: this kid to stop singing, please. Somehow, somebody kill the lights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Now the uh, the stage manager was trying to turn them blue just for the uh, ambiance, but <laughs> can't see the
1: keys. Can't play if you can't see the keys. <laughs> just
0: very wrong button. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well then, there we go. So, a yeah, br- brief know, glimpse into our past. <laughs>
0: I understand what it is like to bomb utterly and terribly on stage. (laughs) I know where the anxiety comes from.
1: Yay!
0: (laughs) I know what it's like to get up to do stand-up and no one laughs.
1: (laughs) And then want to merely pop out of existence.
0: (laughs) I have tried many things on my life, and many of them involve me trying to be funny and
1: not (laughs) being... (laughs) <laughs> well, I hope that at least uh, stuff like this entertains the listeners. <laughs> like we laugh at the, we yeah. laugh at our own goose like when I brought up like the pig lighthouse thing last time. But I hope that that's funny <laughs> to other people. <laughs>
0: Listen, if I hear from any listener at all that they enjoyed this story about the male beauty pageant, <laughs> next episode I'll tell this, well, not next episode, but someday yeah. I will tell this story about the time that I was in a movie. So.
1: Yeah, maybe we'll get to that whenever, if we do the Christmas special thing again <laughs> by the time, that the, yeah, yeah, by the yeah. time we get uh, <laughs> people talking about this episode again in like October.
0: You will have to remind me, because that's going to be in eight weeks, and I won't remember that I promised to yeah, talk about it Yeah, again, like, uh,
1: if you laugh at it, tell us over Discord or whatever social media exists so we remember. Again, for, like, November. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyway, uh, getting back to the city train, uh, Ryan goes and sits down with Mingi, and <laughs> that's why the like, big thing Mingi says that the bathroom reminds him of home compared to the rest of the weird train, which is why he, like, sought refuge in here and
0: yeah i mean it is just kind of a normal apartment yeah it is just
1: a regular bathroom compared to most stuff on the train uh but yeah but when he laments about how they might not get off the train at all ryan shows him that the t-shirt that he has wrapped around his head this whole time is the uh chicken choice judy shirt which i'm glad i remember that because i just abbreviated to ccg ccj in my notes (laughs) uh but yeah it's the one that minky made him before they were supposed to go on stage at the high school thing way back in episode one uh, and he apparently <laughs> kept it this whole time, but it's shrunk in the wash a little bit, so he has a bit of trouble pulling it on over him. Uh, but yeah, Ryan does assure him that they can get out of this car and leave the train someday, but Mingy does ask him what the long-term goal is, cause even if they get off the train and become famous musicians, they're ultimately kinda just two Asian guys from BC in a band, and not many people in the music industry looks like them. This is when uh, I learned something, be looking at this mm-hmm. for more context, but Ryan brings up Behind the Mask by Yellow Magic Orchestra. He does, they don't really specify YMO. I have to look that up myself. But apparently YMO is a Japanese, or was a Japanese electronic band who are considered pioneers in the tech pop movement and were crucial in developing both synth pop and J-pop. So it's kind of a good thing to bring up of like, hey, well, you guys were just Asian guys. Look what they did.
0: Yeah. I mean it's very it is a very real concern mm-hmm. that I am vaguely devastated by watching, but also feel like I cannot truly relate to.
1: yeah like we' we we're, we're both in people
0: <laughs> yeah like if that hasn't been obvious <laughs> by the stories I've told. <laughs>
1: I feel like even if I didn't confirm that I'm a white person, uh, people could basically infer that from me, too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the fact that I was willing to list all those crimes I did on the episode. (laughs) The fact that we started this episode telling people to do crimes.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Well, then. There you go. (laughs) We apologize for being white.
0: (laughs) Well... I don't feel like we should apologize for that, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's not like we had a choice. No,
1: it's like it's, it's not like we chose. To, like It's not like we had a character creator when we were born, and we chose the default. <laughs> uh, I wish we had
0: character creators. Yeah, I
1: could have dealt with a lot, uh, some big major thing from the war go there.
0: <laughs> you know how much easier life would have been if I could have picked Warforge as my starting <laughs> race? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't have to eat, sleep, or breathe. You like, you just go on like standby mode for six hours, but you're still in your surroundings. Sounds great. Mm-hmm, Save so much mm-hmm. money on groceries. Don't even need a bed.
2: <laughs> you probably
1: want like a decent chair at least to sit in while you go in standby mode, though. Oh, definitely. Okay. <laughs> in any case pre prerequisite D and D references aside uh ryan then says <laughs> yeah. that they've kind of just got to go with it as kez just loses the entire audience but her SO friends do remain for a bit but they basically just stuck around to insult her again saying that they can always count her the fail before they leave laughing because they suck yeah they're
0: they're
1: i don't like it. No. <laughs> it's like i, I kind of missed that uh liking around at this point to be like your friends suck <laughs>
0: I kind of miss Lake being around at this point to physically assault. Yeah, also who that. Says yeah, also that. Not
1: only to point out your friends are assholes, but also to just fuss him, punch him in the face.
0: <laughs> uh huh.
1: Yeah. Well, uh. I mean, to be fair, who knows what uh, who knows what Lake is up to at this point concerning that they are technically not even Tulip's uh, reflection at this point because Tulip doesn't exist yet. <laughs> Actually, yeah, well, Actually that's... yeah, no no, yeah, cause Tulip's thirteen and if season one takes place in like roughly like twenty eighteen ish or twenty nineteen, then yeah, she wouldn't be born yet. Because that wouldn't be until like two thousand six. Yep. And this is 85. Yeah, this
0: would be like a good eighteen years before Tulip is yeah.
1: born. So. so who knows what likes up to yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh let's do yeah. Uh, basically, uh, Kez then goes and joins Ryan and Mingi in their little, like, practice session in the bathroom, which makes her feel better, because she's actually hanging out with people who do like and appreciate her. And then all their, uh, both their numbers decrease to 127, as the door to the next car unlocks anyway, because I guess at least one person, I guess Kez counts to the audience, so she's enjoying the performance It <laughs> counts.
2: Yeah.
0: I like this episode mm-hmm. a lot better than I liked my, uh, yeah. my episode. Um yeah. It, it's so much more relatable. We get so much more diving deep into the heart of where their conflict is. Mm-hmm. This is where I want to be for the whole time. I don't just want them yelling at each other. I want them feeling at yeah, each
1: other. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I mean, to be fair, I feel like we've known from the very start since like episode one that their whole problem is that they don't really like talk. To each other necessarily, yeah. like they talk at each other, but not to each other. Is the thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah, uh.
1: yeah that's my episode. <laughs> uh, I know we don't have any questions. You got any more silly freak takes for us?
0: Well, it is funny you should ask because I surely do have a few freak takes for us. <laughs> if you have questions, you can of course always send them to us at cast 2 on Twitter, or at Aspiritos on Co-Host, or at AspiritosCast at com. We have options, and uh, Co-Host is rapidly becoming the best of them.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I try to make a uh, cognizant uh, remembrance to always post on there, too, whenever I'm posting, like, you know, ask for, like, questions and also the episodes themselves when they go live, because, uh, yep. uh, you know... Nobody's ever going to go on Twitter or anything but Twitter. Uh, Twitter is the only thing that you can ever that and it's acceptable, because fuck that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like, yeah, again, who knows how long that is going to be alive. By the time this episode goes out, it could be going tits up fully. Who can say? I mean,
0: honestly, eight weeks in the future, who could know? Yeah,
1: I mean, considering that like, the last time we recorded, we were like, hey, it could be dead in a couple of days, or as we weren't expecting, it could just have a new fucking name that is totally mm-hmm. unmarketable. And not at all trademarkable.
0: <laughs> and banned in several countries because it's too close to yep. porn.
2: <laughs> really? Um,
0: that's yes. Um. So, because we don't have any proper questions this week, we're going to be doing three Frakes Takes. Our first question, uh, have you ever visited a flea market?
1: Yeah, I feel like that's the question where I feel like most people are going to say yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think so, probably. Uh, I think,
1: like, uh, cause, like, I guess, um, uh, do you like the, I guess, yeah, the little flea markets that, like, have the, like, the little things that are, like, once a week or whatever. I guess those count. But I guess what yeah, I'm thinking. that's exactly yeah it. I guess what I'm thinking is, like, mostly when it comes down to, like, when I went to closer when I was, like, 11 or so, because I remember, like, somebody was selling, like, individual Pokemon cards. But yeah, like, there's been some times in, like, Pennsylvania. Like, where it's like, if I was visiting around that time, they're like, oh, the, the flea market's open, you want to go there? And it's like, I guess, I'm not really interested in messing of the stuff there, but sure, we'll go there and, like, get a pretzel or something. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's a pretty cool uh, permanent one near where I live in San An, and I've kind of considered, like, seeing if I could get a chainmail booth up and running there, but I truly don't know. Mm-hmm. It's It's so niche, right? You don't usually sell new goods there, but yeah. also maybe but also I don't want to sit in the sun all day
1: <laughs> Fair. especially in Texas
0: yeah <laughs> uh, our second one very much in the uh, in the same vein have you ever visited a truck stop
1: uh, again yeah <laughs> cuz <'Cause>, like sometimes <laughs> they just have regular gas pumps <laughs> so like it's true I- I- most
0: of the time they do, even.
1: I'm really curious what the context of, like, how he manages to go, like, a whole, like, 20-something minutes on just one of these topics. Is <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, it's, like, because these questions are intros into the unsolved mystery, right? So maybe it's someone who disappeared at a truck stop and was never seen again. Maybe it's a uh, cryptid who just hangs out there. yeah gotcha. Like, it's just a way to introduce the topic as a whole, not... <laughs> okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um... I don't know. We had a pretty big conversation about Bucky's and <laughs> Discord
1: the yeah, also that so. To be fair, I've not been to a Bucky's because I haven't been out there in that direction, but still.
0: Bucky's is a monument of sin, so yes, I have been to a truck. <laughs> yeah, the Bucky, Bucky's um,
1: is the grave mine, a monument to all of your sins. <laughs> yes.
0: Uh Loves is better because they have just weird random trash on the shelves almost all the time. <laughs> I love going to a gas station and popping inside to use the bathroom, and for some reason they have a screen-accurate Ant-Man helmet there. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. Uh, And, of course, our third and final for today. (sighs) I'm sorry, those first two are just so similar, and then this one. Have you noticed how many successful restaurants are theme-based these days? (laughs)
1: Are they
0: anymore these days? I mean, Rainforest Cafe is kind of dead. Yeah, yeah.
1: Hard Rock Cafe, I feel like, is also dying, if not fully dead.
0: (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. What is it that Mars experience is gone gone? Oh, Um, oh, yeah, Mars
1: 2112. Yeah, that used to be, like, not like a chain, necessarily, but there were more locations than just the one I know of in New York City that I went to back in my, like, mm -hmm. uh, sixth grade uh, graduating, like, trip or whatever. That was part of, like, seeing Beauty and the Beast on Broadway. So it's like, I, I, how old are these questions?
0: <laughs> uh, I don't honestly know. Okay. I want to say probably, like, late 90s. That
1: that makes more sense, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, even all of the themed McDonald's got torn out and replaced with wannabe coffee shops. Yeah, like, didn't
1: they also, like, get rid of, like, a lot of, like, the kid aspect of McDonald's, of, like, the play places?
0: Yep, yep. Uh, those are almost entirely gone. I um, mean, to be fair, like, they should at least bit, get like, rid
1: of the ball pits. Like, that you definitely should, because ball pits are just fucking gross. Yeah, well. <laughs> but, like, you could have, like, some part of it. Just have, like, a fucking slide or something at the least for kids.
0: There is a art exhibition in San Antonio right now. It's, it's very cool. But uh, one of the things that they have there is a, a, an adult ball pit, mm-hmm. which is to say a ball pit big enough for grown-ups to go in.
1: Oh, like the one that and... was at the uh, the failed uh, con or whatever? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, not like that at all. Um, <laughs> it's... I want to say it's like 40 feet by 30 feet. It's enormous. And probably about 4-ish feet deep. Comes up to most people's little higher than most people's waists. And I just, like... That is so big... And, okay, it's indoors, so that's a positive. There's not going to be a snake or something in there, but,
1: it's like... That we know of.
0: <laughs> how could I possibly go in that thing and not trust that horrible things have happened in there? It is oh, called yeah. the adult yeah, ball pit. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. If you need to specify, it's the adult ball pit. It's like, you know somebody's fucked in there.
0: <laughs> it's four feet deep. That is easily deep enough to go under the balls and no one notices exactly. you.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah again Uh, don't trust ball fits of any sort they're bad
0: (laughs) but it's like it's 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 in the dark and there's also um, more
1: so not to trust it (laughs)
0: lights under there and uh, yeah it's uh, I'll see if I can find a picture, but I'll have to send that Bed, to you later, because it's not come Also, by extension,
1: those, like, foam pits that they have are, like, gymnastics-like places, with, like, the, the bouncy trampolines and stuff. Oh, but yeah. also don't trust those. I feel like
0: those... I feel like those aren't as bad as a ball pit, but yeah,
2: But, but probably
1: just on the nature of they get, like, way less traffic, because, like, you still have to be, like, part of, like, the gymnastics program or whatever to be there mm-hmm. and doing that stuff anyway compared to, like, a regular-ass ball pit at, like, a store or a restaurant or whatever. Like, those are just, like, that's just open to the public.
0: Yeah, that's very true, but I also feel like a foam pit is a lot more uh, solid than a ball pit is, so it's harder to, like, bury yourself under there and... Die. (laughs) You know (laughs) what I mean? Die slash fuck,
2: yes.
1: (laughs) I know what you mean. (laughs) leave me to die in the ball pit the adult Uh, ball pit (laughs) it's where I belong uh, yeah that
0: place uh, hopscotch San Antonio they have a lot of extremely cool modern art stuff it's all like LEDs and technology systems it's very very cool but also a ball pit for some reason
1: yeah and again ball pits suck (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right, well then. <laughs> oh. uh, that said, uh, I have only a little bit of trivia here because, again, it's mostly voice actors. Uh, again, apologies, I did not look up two of them, but I, I do have their wikis and uh, articles open so I can at least quote some of this stuff they're from. Uh, I'll cover the quicker one here because uh, Brando, the guy who's like a big hand in like a like, uh, like wife-beater kind of outfit kind of deal, and Ben Green, the great man, are mm-hmm. also are both voiced by Owen Dennis, uh, two of these guys don't have voice actors, like, cause one is a chicken, so they just use chicken sounds, and then, like, the, uh, <laughs> what you call it? Uh, oh god, I'm looking for the name again, see which one doesn't have one. Uh, Driveway, because Driveway is just one of those, like, uh, hey ho woe guys, so I think they just reused that audio, cause they didn't, they didn't yeah. even list a, like, a name for, like, uh, he has an entry, he, they just don't list a voice actor for him at all. But,
0: I do like him. Like, as much as these guys are awful, I love seeing one of the hey ho wo guys just out and out. Yeah, about. He's,
1: just, he's kind of just vibing. He's not even really like making fun of Kez as much, I think, compared to the others. <laughs> he's just here. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he can only say hey-ho and woe, so <laughs> his, uh, his ability yeah. to insult people is kind of limited. But yeah. This is true. Yeah. But uh, Spiceman, which is the beehive guy, because it's intentionally a point that Man is the beehive and beehive is the pepper. He is voiced by Thomas Lennon where, uh, just pulling some from his wiki entry here, he was the voice of Eddie the Shipboard Computer from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the movie. Ah, uh, yes. Yep.
0: Eddie the Computer.
1: Mm-hmm. He was... <laughs> the,
0: the one that everyone loves to
1: <laughs> He was also uh, Carl... God, why did I pick this one? Uh, Wolfstag from Balls of Fury. <laughs> uh, Lieutenant Jim <laughs> Dangle in Reno 911 Miami. Uh, Mike in Hancock. Uh, Orville Wright in Nine in the Museum, Battle for the, of the Smithsonian. He's also, like, one of the writers on the Nine the Museum movies, and he has a credit in the first one, but it says unknown. People don't know what role he played in the first Nine in the Museum movie. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> it's just weird that it's like he was Orville Wright in the second, but we don't know what the fuck he played in the first. Uh, uh, let's see. TV. He was Atlas in the Hercules TV show in three episodes (laughs) (laughs) he was apparently a landlord in the legend of tarzan show because all those fucking disney movies got a season of a show back then
2: (laughs) well yeah yeah exactly uh
1: he was also uh klaus on two episodes of how i met your mother i don't know who Klaus was he nor do i he was chuck in bob's burgers for six episodes he was also... I gotta remember to do... Oh, he's Jimmy Brown in Over the Garden Wall. Hmm. Episode 3. Hmm. or uh, Yeah, chapter 3. <laughs> and uh,
0: over the Garden Wall, another show that is being removed from HBO Max. Sure is! So, once again... Back like in
1: August, and it's like, people are like, how can you fucking take this off before, like, fall?
0: <laughs> yeah, so, once again, uh, those guys are the worst. Yeah. Pirate. Pirate,
1: that's it. Steal it. Mm-hmm. And, let's see, uh, I saw one more thing earlier. Oh, he's uh, Maxwell Davenport in four episodes of The Ghost and Molly McGee. Oh yeah. well. <laughs> he, has, he has a lot of credits, so I'm kind of just skimming through them, just because, again, I didn't do the research at the time. <laughs> Apologies. Fair enough, fair yeah. enough. And then Beehive the Pepper Guy is voiced by Donald Faison, I think is how you pronounce it? Faison? F-A-I-S-O-N?
0: I've always said Faison, but I don't know if that's correct or not. <laughs> Alright,
1: uh, he.
0: We're just making sounds, you know? Yes,
1: yeah. you know, we're, we're making noises come out of the, the mouth hole, you know? Sometimes it'd be that way. Uh, he was Samuel Kears in Kick Ass 2. I tried to look apparently like I was not in Kick Ass 1, but I also never saw Kick Ass. Nope. He is Dwayne in apparently nine episodes of Sesame Street back in 1992, specifically. <laughs> He was this character called Justin in Sabrina the Teenage Witch in the episode Magic Joy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he sure was. That was a great episode.
1: Uh, he is Christopher Turk in Scrubs. who is apparently a main I character. I was
0: wondering how long it would take you to get to that. I'm
1: going chronologically, so that's why. <laughs> 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 <sighs> also, never watch Scrubs. <laughs> I'll be real.
0: Oh, well, yeah, okay. Yeah, that hmm. would do it. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know how well it would hold up today, but it was very, very good for the time. Hmm. I haven't rewatched it in ages.
1: <laughs> yeah, didn't didn't people say it had, like, a good series ending, or was it a bad series ending? I forget, I forget
0: which one. Uh, very bad. Ah. Mm-hmm. So, the series uh, at the end of Season 8, the main character, JD, who drives all of the drama and the narrative through the entire series... Mm-hmm. His actor decided he didn't want to come back. Oh. Huh. And rather than end the series, they continued for another season without huh. him.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: I can and see how so, that might yes, be a problem. It went very bad, very yeah, quickly. that might be an issue. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. It, yeah, they effectively just wrote him off the show. He left, he moved to a different city. <laughs> <Son.
2: laughs>
1: he's like, Well, he's gone. Problem solved, I guess. Yep. But yeah. <laughs> uh, other credits he was. Bartik in Tron Uprising, which I did not know there was a Tron cartoon (laughs) in 2012. Yeah, I guess they did that after Tron Legacy, huh? Because Tron Legacy was like 2010, right?
0: Sure was. Tron Legacy did well enough that they made a cartoon because they thought it was going to be like a whole thing, right? They thought it was going to be a franchise, but it didn't do well Mm -hmm. enough to really support that. Didn't
1: they say they were trying to still actually do another Tron movie, though?
0: uh yes another tron reboot well not reboot but sequel is incoming and also the roller coaster if i am not mistaken the roller coaster at disney world in epcot is the most successful tron property (laughs) so far
1: (laughs) yeah i do remember like uh like something like in like 2016 i think is when they still had like a tron theme like not like, nightlife party thing, but there definitely was like a part of like, uh, Disney in California that like had a like, here's like a Tron themed like, disco rave kind of place that takes like, yeah, Daya, yeah, and yeah, that was actually kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did not know there was a Tron yeah. cartoon. Uh, yeah, no, apparently in
0: March twenty. 22- Remember how Jared Leto was in that movie? Yeah, apparently. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what did play? Mm-hmm uh Is
0: he i think he was the evil program i don't remember
1: rinsler right
0: it's been not, too long. not
1: evil not evil dad clone or whatever right
0: mm-hmm. no not 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 jeff bridges right cause but... that's just jeff bridges but younger right? <laughs> 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 All right
1: so i guess yeah i guess he'd be rinsler then because he's like the only other one that's really in intact isn't it
0: Listen, if you know the movies, the names of the characters in Tron Legacy, you're doing you, better you, than I You am.
1: don't remember Evil Tron, a.k.a. Rinzler?
0: <laughs> no, I don't remember <laughs> Evil Tron, a.k.a. Rinzler. He was taken
1: over by bad Kevin Flynn.
2: <laughs>
1: A clue. Yeah, I don't know right, what that clue. means. Because like Clue is like the AI program that Jeff Bridges made in between the movies to basically like oversee the grid. And then he goes mad to power or whatever everyone wants to escape to the real world. So that's why Jeff Bridges gets stuck in there with him, and like, in the time that happens, he like he takes over. No, apparently Bruce Box plays, uh, Tron. Cause he, pla- yeah, he apparently plays Tron and Rinsler. And who the fuck did that? You know, everything you just described sounds an awful lot
0: like Space Jam 2.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past Space Jam 2 to just steal the plot of Tron Legacy, a much better film. <laughs> <sighs> Although, mm. to, me, to my recollection, I don't think that they assemble a like, WB list of bad guys, including Voldemort, for trying to up uh, Legacy. <laughs> Pretty sure I would remember that if they put a WB character in a Disney movie. <laughs> huh. uh, in any case, we, conti- we should continue. Uh, he was also the voice of Princess Cookie in Adventure Time. And let's see what else. Uh, Hype Fazon, which is, again, definitely a most Star Wars character name in Star Wars Resistance, <laughs> apparently, of course, is the character name Hype in that series. Because <laughs> it's fucking Star Wars.
0: I feel like this justifies my pronunciation of the name as Fazon, because that is definitely Hype Fazon.
1: That makes that makes more <laughs> sense, yeah. I guess I would think it would be Fazon if it was spelled the way Metroid Prime says writes Fazon with the PH and not as F. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, let's see... Video games, uh... Is he characters in video games? He has only... Wait, he has credits. Of, he has awards and nominations... Wait, no. Okay, no, that's award nominations. Video game. Uh, a dance that face On performs during an episode of Scrubs is featured in the video game Fortnite. <laughs> His permission was not sought before including the dance, and he did not receive royalties for it. Cool, thanks, Epic Games.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: St- I mean, strike them, too. Yeah. Don't... <laughs>
1: Also, apparently, he's Terrence in the 2023 Wonder Years because I forgot they were rebooting Wonder Years. <laughs> oh wait, no, th- that's been yeah, ongoing same. since 21, then uh, 2021, huh? <laughs> well then, there you go. <laughs> Why the fuck? Well, alright. Make new fucking stuff. Stop making reboots and sequels of shit. Just make something new. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh. But if you're making something new, don't make it into the Sonic universe like Mattel. <laughs> Just fucking stop! <laughs> just make a movie that's its own thing, or a TV show that's its own thing. Movies
0: can be their own thing.
1: Hmm?
0: Movies should be their own. They thing, should. But...
1: They're not. <laughs> uh, <sighs> fucking dumb. But yeah. The only other thing I have here with uh, trivia for these episodes is that you can see a donut holeer in the garbage pile where they keep the bodies of the astronauts. <laughs>
0: Neat, I guess? Does that mean a Randall died? I didn't think that was well, possible. He, he
1: might have tried crushing the Randall, but I'm sure Randall's fine, because as we've established, Randall is impervious to all damage.
0: This is true. Randall is impervious to
1: all damage. <laughs> uh,
0: maybe one of the corpses bought it.
1: <laughs> it's true. Yeah, one of them could have bought it from Randall to get him to shut up and go away.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. Well, and
1: died uh, in
2: line
0: uh, with thank it. Thank you. <laughs> Ah, well thank you for that rundown that was quite extensive I Um, will
1: make sure to remember to finish all my research for trivia in the future (laughs) 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 considering this was actually this was not the first time it happened once before like a TVTO and I was doing that as you were doing your episode synopsis. (laughs) 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 but I had it ready before trivia came up That's what matters. Well,
0: that's what having a podcast is all about—improvising. Yay!
1: <laughs> not being prepared. <laughs> I think
0: that probably gonna do it for us today. Are, do you have anything else to bring no, up?
1: I think we're good. Like, there's really right. like at this point in the show, I think there's not as much trivia in terms of like like actual like behind the scenes stuff. You know, aside from like obviously, I'm running yeah, to we are the island closing them on it. But yeah, it's mostly just more voice actors at the point, I think. Fair enough. I also feel like it's like been a weird case where they haven't had as much behind-the-scenes stuff for Book 4 compared to the other books. Because like, I feel like every time I always had something to bring up about them compared to, like, oh, like, they originally thought they were going to bring back Alan Dracula and they were like, yeah we should <laughs> not. Alan Dracula is funny on its own right, but we shouldn't just overuse him.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think maybe that Went away a little bit, just because since the series ended, I think there have been less chats about it. Yeah, I get that. Dennis is famously pretty reclusive about the things he says, so the fact that that the show is over it means there's even less opportunities for him to. Yeah. But yeah. Um. As we close in, we've only got two more <laughs> Infinity Train episodes left. Um. That's terrifying. I. For the moment, if you have enjoyed the wild ramblings and (laughs) diversions and if you want to hear the story about the time I was in a movie, uh, find me on Twitter (laughs) at Patch underscore Jacket or on co host at Nobody. Um, I'm also at uh, several actual play games on All on the Table. Uh, You can find that at twitch.tv slash the transverse. We are also at youtube.com slash atthetransverse, where a uh, session of Eidolon Become Your Best Self that I ran is now available. It's a little rough because we had some major internet connectivity issues, but we did the best we could, and I'm very proud that it's the first time I have GM'd a game on stream.
1: Yay! I was about to suggest, if we can't find a show to cover during the strikes, we should actually read a Halo novel, but I think that would be a bad idea. <laughs> I think we would die. Yeah, the Halo novels, to my understanding, are fucking dumb. <laughs> and unfortunately, they started telling actual, like, lore in there of, like, hey, you want to know why Master Chief has, like, more Spartans around the film for Halo 5? Oh, read this, like, book series. Hmm. <laughs> no thanks.
0: We could always read the famously terrible Mass Effect novels. <laughs> oh, God.
1: <laughs> I forgot those exist. <laughs> Because, like, isn't, oh, yeah. isn't that, like, first one where they're like, oh, yeah, Anderson actually was the Furious human Inspector, but basically got that taken away from him because of Saren, so they just don't count him anymore?
0: <laughs> well, that's in the games, too. Like, he never passes the final exam. He's, like,
1: oh, I thought... the
0: closest to two passing, but he doesn't quite. Okay, get gotcha. There. So, like,
1: that mission is, like, basically the same as, like, what Shepard does at the start of Mass Effect 1, but Shepard manages to succeed, even though Eden Prime is fucked, <laughs> and Saren gets away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, we had to get, we had to have somebody go after Saren, I guess. So I guess you get a D minus. It's still a path in grade. That is the worst we can give <laughs> you while still being a pass. Yeah, pretty much. <sighs> God, yeah. I don't even know if you could find that book anymore. <laughs> I feel like that era, nope. I feel like that era of like video game novel adaptations is just fucking gone fully, and you can't find those anymore anywhere. Like thinking of like. Think of, like, the various, like, books and, like, movies of, like, Dead Space and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. I Like, I gotta say, I have these Mass Effect novels, and you shouldn't read them. They're bad. <laughs> like, not just bad, but actively offensive. How fun! In, in the first book, one of the characters is autistic, and in the second book, she's not autistic anymore, because she grew out of it.
1: Yay. Uh... <sighs> What are you doing? Uh huh. Yay. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's kind of more on Bioware than EA, but still, I'm gonna blame EA as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, they don't even try to excuse it with space magic. She's just too old to be autistic anymore.
1: Remember how they also had like one autistic character in all of Mass Effect, and he's literally hooked up to machines to try to talk to the Geth <laughs> because he has a special uh-huh, mind. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Also bad. <laughs> 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 yep. Uh, terrible. <laughs>
0: So don't play Mass Effect either. No!
1: Also don't play Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a little hesitant to suggest play Dead Space because like, there's still electronic arts and I'm sure there's probably something in one of the Dead Space games that doesn't hold up either on its own anymore, but I can't say for sure. <laughs> I played Dead Space 3 exactly yeah. once because Dead Space 3 sucks. Don't play Dead Space 3 at the least. <laughs>
0: Alright, well, I think we should probably go, because if we keep going at this rate, we're just going to tell people to not do anything ever, so. Play Pikmin
1: 4! Pikmin 4 is at least not offensive. Enable it. Okay, there we go.
0: Play Pikmin 4 and nothing else, and if you want it, steal it, the end. Right. Later, y'all. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, we didn't. No, we because did, there is we one other thing also. we have to say. <laughs> yeah, because there is the last thing that we have to say, which is, of course, to remember... That's Us weirdos have together. to stick together. We, bye. Bye. we didn't plug our shit. <laughs> I did. I thought you did too. Did you skip I it? I did.
1: Uh, Although Vivian on, uh, the, uh, the on Twitter. The uh, underscore of the on Twitter. Look for me there. <laughs>
0: Alright, we'll figure it Yay. out. <laughs> and, hey, you know, don't cross the picket line.
1: Don't cross the picket line. It's bad. Pirate shit. Fuck the companies. <laughs>
0: can we like do we want to change our outro for the time being do we want to swap it to us weirdos have to strike together we
2: could yeah
0: okay yeah we'll 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 think about that for the future but it's hard to say because who knows eight weeks yeah 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 also yeah
2: (laughs) all right bye everybody